is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site are totally free, so do enjoy those on us. Once again, that is FreeTalkLive.com. Now, Gardner, you were in Las Vegas yes. about a week ago with Mark. Yes. Uh, you guys spent several days out there with one of our clients. Absolutely. Uh, SACL CAI covered all the costs, I think, for uh, flying you guys out there and all that good stuff, which mm-hmm. is awfully yeah. nice of them. Yeah. And uh, you had told us on the phone, and I said, well, hold off, because I want to hear the story <laughs> in person. And I haven't heard the story yet, so I'm, it's, my virgin ears will be hearing this for the first time. All right. You had some sort of a TSA incident. Yes, I had a wonderful TSA incident just to allow me to tell some tales, Ian. And uh, boy, first we want to thank those gentlemen for having us down in Las Vegas. We had a great time, obviously. And uh, coming out of it with even more ammunition to fight the good fight against government, bureaucracy, and uh, fraternalism is always good. First great. on my way down and on my way back, I had a, it was like bookends really? to, the, to the trip. Yeah. What it was happened? amazing. All right, here's the deal. Uh, on the way out, I'm flying out of Manchester Airport, and uh, I have it all set up. They've got the tickets all set for us. I mean, just a, a fantastic trip, you know, and it's just going to be a great time. I'm really looking forward to it. I've got my bag. I have my laptop. I have some work I have to do. And, uh, now, so, you guys weren't together. Right. We were flying out separately, but flying back together. Okay. Okay. So uh, Mark had gone down the night before I went down on Monday. So, uh, it, you know, I get to Manchester Airport, and I could tell things were getting a little weird because I got on their little van thing, and it turned out that it took me, like, longer than I could have crawled to the to the front of the of the uh, airport. But okay. I, I finally make it over. I get in there, and I'm a little hungry. I still have a little bit of time, so I hadn't had breakfast. I knew that I was going to get something there. So I got some fruit, got some chocolate milk, get over in line. I'm eating my fruit. I've got my chocolate milk all sealed up. And the woman standing there, the TSA employee who is saving me from terror. Yeah. yeah, she comes up and she says, oh, you can't you can't bring that in. And I was like, what? What? She's pointing at the chocolate milk. And I said, what? <laughs> she says, you can't take that with you. I said, well, why? You know, knowing what she's going to answer is going to be stupid and flippant. And so she says, oh, clear liquids. I'm like, it's chocolate milk. It's not clear. It's not clear. And she's like, oh, you can't take it in. I was like, yeah, I, didn't, I thought they banned all liquids, not just clear liquids. Yeah, yeah. So but she specifically said clear liquids. I was like, oh, jeez. So I was like, I just bought it. And she could see where I had gotten it. You can see right. them. They're lined up there. You know, they have them. You just pick one up. So I was like, I just got it. It's still sealed. I just bought it right over here. You could have done the old chocolate milk switcheroo. Oh, absolutely. You, now, know, hold on. The, you know, Was this the metal detector area where you were getting? This is just before this? I was going through the screening. Yeah, okay. but, you know, before I stripped down Because normally they skivvies. have the stores inside the area. Precisely. Both. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. And, and this, but this is a smaller airport. It's Manchester. It's, it's not that big. And so I didn't know what was packed there. I, I had no idea. So I was like, oh. Like, for example, they have McDonald's and, like, I don't know, a subway thing outside it. But they don't have anything inside as far as I could remember. So I was in there, I'm like, okay, great, fine. So I start to drink my chocolate milk because I want to get a little protein and calcium in before I get on the plane, and all it's going to be is, you know, pretty much soda or some peanuts or something like that. So I start drinking the milk. I'm chugging it down. I'm like, oh, jeez, what a nightmare. This is stupid. So then I throw it in the trash, and I get back in line. You know, I take take off my shoes. I take off my belt with my very, very cool Doctor Who insignia on it, by the way. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I throw it all in there. Is that what that was? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I throw it in there, and I get in the line, and I put my bag on the little thing. I've got my laptop in there my toothpaste is in this little little uh zip pouch over on the side 
and it goes through, and all of a sudden it is laptop, laptop, you know, and like screaming. I'm like, they're oh, yelling. No, yeah, and I was like, oh, jeez, now I'm in trouble. So I, I did have like a half hour. Now it's like 20 minutes. Now I'm going through, and they got the 20 minutes stuff. before the boarding started, before or before the your plane leaves. Yeah, before, well, before the plane is supposed to, yeah, before the plane is supposed to leave. So I'm like, oh, jeez, this isn't good. So okay. So they take my they, – they pull over. They're like, oh, you have to step aside, sir. I'm like, oh, great. So I, I step aside. And, of course, all these they, – they, I don't know. For some reason, they started to look almost like mole people to me. I don't know you know, if somebody had put some acid in that milk or what. But they, I just started <laughs> looking at all these people like, what is, what is it with you people? So they, he says, is this, your, is this your bag, sir? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm going to have to open this. I'm like, yeah, okay, no problem. So he pulls it aside. He's got his special surgical gloves on, right. like Quincy M.E. or CSI or something, you know. And so I was like, okay, go ahead, you know. So he opens it up, pulls out the laptop. He says, oh, yeah, you left your laptop in the bag. I'm like, okay. Yeah. That's a problem. Exactly. It's easier to that carry is, that way. Yeah, it's a huge problem. I said, why? We can't have this insubordination. Exactly. <laughs> he says He says to me, well, you know, since it's in the bag, uh, we're going to have to go through everything. We're going to have to pull you aside for special inspection. Oh, boy. I was like, because and he goes, oh yes, and uh, you've got to throw this out. Now I had a I had a tube of toothpaste, this Pepsodent stuff, right? And uh, it was like three quarters gone, so it was under the amount. But right. because but the, the actual tube. right, the, 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 no, no, it, it, the container must be exactly. three, three ounces. I, yeah, I, exactly, <laughs> it's all this little picayune, stupid government ease stuff. Micromanagement. I didn't even know. Yep. Mark has it right. Exactly. Well, so it's because I don't like to have my, uh, you know, to be reamed by the TSA. So I follow all their little rules, and it still doesn't save me every time. Oh my God! So I'm standing there, I'm like, what? <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, you got to throw this out. I'm like, That's my toothpaste. And he goes. I was like, Sorry, buy more. It's under the amount. And then I have Clearasil. I usually use Clearasil every other night mm-hmm. to stay, you know, fresh and beautiful for all the ladies. Three point two ounces, right? Yeah. And he goes, Oh, this oh, is too goodness. big. And I'm like, I'm not I, kidding you. I was like, <laughs> they I just, do this crap. Yeah, I just bought that. And he's like, No, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to throw it out. And he says, If you had had them apart from the laptop in the bag, then it would have been okay. I'm like, What, what is the hell? This? The laptop weird... contaminated them. Yeah, I was like, uh, So, in other words, because Evil of terrorist your battery. legalese, <laughs> yeah, they've got all this bureaucratic nonsense because it's in the bag and the laptop isn't out of the bag now. And he goes, Yeah, if you had carried those separate in one of those plastic pouches as is recommended, then you would have had no problem. Or if the laptop had been out, I'm like, Oh my God. He goes, Okay, now go back, go walk around, go back through the screener. I'm like, What? So, oh, so hold on, let, slow down. Let me make sure I've got yeah. this straight. Yeah. All right, your laptop was in a bag. They got very upset about that. Yeah. Then there were also other things, bathroom items, in that same bag that right. were not in the quarter uh, quarter ounce or, or quarter or whatever the hell yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever uh, it is. The quart size, rather. Right. Uh, that clear plastic bag you that you're it. supposed to put all your little things in. So yep. even though it was over three ounces, he was uh, he was suggesting he would have let you slide had it been in the uh, the quart quart size bag. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was suggesting that he would have let it slide, or generally that's the way they work it, or I don't I know. See. You know, I I think basically he was opening his back pocket so I could slide a check in is what he was probably <laughs> looking for. So uh, as if the TSA employee, the unionized guy, doesn't get enough per hour. You know, right. waste my time. So I'm I'm starting to get ripped. I'm like, jeez, him. So he goes, okay, now go back through. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, take your bag, go back through. But I thought he gave you a secondary screening. That's what I thought. I'm standing there, and, and I was like, wait a minute, I didn't you just check me? He goes, no, you got to go back through. 
Because I, like, I said is, so. It was like a game of Royal Fizbin from Star Trek. It's, it's like, it's oh, a no, game that's of a he's in charge. Yeah, he's making aren't. up the rules as it go. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, except on Tuesdays, you've got a, you've got a Royal Fizbin. Except I was like, this is insane. So I take my bag, I go back through, and this time I take the laptop out. Right. And, you know, by this, I could have, if I wanted to, I could have just finished my milk and just sat there and let the plane go. And I'm like, see you later, bye, you know. So I'm standing there, and I have to take all my stuff off again. I was like, oh, here, here's my belt again. Here are my shoes again. Wow. Here's my stuff. So then they go through it. Now, I carry a retainer with me. I, I had braces when I was a kid, and I usually try to wear my retainer, which, of course, still does not, you know, mark me in and brand me as a total geek to the women listening, you know, because they recognize that I'm just so smooth and cool that even if I do wear a retainer <laughs> some nights, it's all right. But so the, they're opening up my retainer container. is falling out. I'm like, that could – excuse me. You know, that's expensive. That's like 300 yeah. bucks. Uh, so finally I get through. I finally rush over to where the, the terminal is for Southwest. And you know the way Southwest is, everybody lines up in the A, B, and C aisles. So you're going to not get a great seat if you're at the end of one of the, the especially the C line. Right. Yeah. So I had C, and I'm like, oh, here I am, I'm at the end. And sure enough, as it turned out, my flight wasn't an hour late. So I went through all that rigmarole and, and all this hassle with the TSA on the way out. On the way back, Mark and I are together... And my name was misspelled on the ticketing. Instead of Goldsmith, it was Glodsmith. Was it was it misspelled both times or just the second? It was the first time it was misspelled, and they didn't notice it. <laughs> so <laughs> the inconsistency is beautiful. Yeah, I want you to finish. We'll finish right. this up here in a moment. Right. We'll tell tar, uh, tell part two in a little while. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Andrew in Georgia waiting patiently to get on the line. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one plus. We'll get to a story that I mentioned over the weekend, but we didn't actually get to. Uh, there's there are new places coming out in uh, private businesses called kid free zones. We'll talk about it on the way. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us. Oh, hi, I'm Mark. still here. here too. Uh, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. Archives included. In fact, we just posted a little bit late, but... We posted it. What do you want for free? Uh, we p- posted June's torrent, so you can go and download all of the archives from the month of June all at once. Uh, go and grab it up at freetalklive.com. And as the dollar continues to drop, precious metals rise. Make the trend your friend by subscribing to the International Speculator. Go to d2z.org and add the right precious, mi- uh, precious metal mining stocks to your portfolio. That's d2z.org. Guard, we're going to continue your right. uh, airport odyssey stories here in a moment, but let's go to the phones first and talk to Andrew in Georgia. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Andrew. Nice brace tonight. What? One thing the Jews don't control. What, what did are, you say? The what Druids? The, Andrew? the Jews are oh. controlling what? The Druids or who? No, no, no. Nice breeze tonight. Uh-huh. One is thing it, the Jews don't control. It's a nice yep. breeze tonight. Okay, the Jews don't control the breeze. I can't tell. Is he saying Druids or Jews? Jews. No, I'm saying the Jews don't control the breeze. Oh, well, that's good. Well, you enjoy it then. Toodles. 800-259-9231. I I don't understand. I mean, I I recognize the crankers whenever they call in, and 99% of the time they're awful cranks. 800-259-9231. And no, we don't believe in those silly conspiracies. Um, I don't know if he does either, but... Well, anyway. the greatest thing is that if, they take a real sophisticated approach. If the uh, Jews controlled the world, how come 
Broadway isn't the center of commerce, the center of everything, right? I mean, there's Jews all over Broadway. And that was you, one of the best things about Spamalot. It was yeah. so funny. We go to see Spamalot. Eric Idle's done all the music for it and wrote wrote most of the, the script, apparently. Mm-hmm. He, they, and he's so audacious. You know, uh, in one of the Monty Python things, they make fun of the Catholics. And, and in this one, they make fun of Jews and entertainment. And it's so funny. It's just hilarious. You just have to sit there and say, hey, you know what? Hey, uh, just have fun. Enjoy life. You know, like at, at another point, they're all praying to God and God comes down with these giant cartoon feet. It's the voice of John Cleese. He goes, what do you want now? It's like, you're always asking for my help. You're always, you're always asking give me this, for give forgiveness. Me that. Yeah, they're always, oh, I'm sorry for this. Just enjoy yourourselves. You know, it's like, yeah, just have, take it easy. Don't be so uptight. I agree with that. Uh, so let's continue yeah, the story. The TSA uh, guys, I wish they were less uptight, they, but hey. Yeah, they shook know. you down on the way out to Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's all excused with this, oh, this is for your protection. It's like, no, it's not for my protection. This is for your self-perpetuating position and right. your money. So now we're flying out of Vegas. We've had a great time, and we get dropped off, and, and everything's awesome. But Mark and I know. And in fact, Mark warned me. He's like, oh, man. Watch this. So I, I I give my card up to this woman at the at the first little area where you have your card and your ID checked. Okay. And she's looking at it and she's like, yeah, I was like muttering down. Yeah, piece she's of paper. looking down and there are like a thousand people around us in this maelstrom of human flesh and there's just like just total noise, you know. And I was like, what, excuse me. And she's like, I was like, are you Yoko Ono or what's going on? Are you going to be going like, you know, like, stop this. Just So I actually said to her, like, could you speak to me and like, look at me, you know? And that did, she didn't like that. But anyway, she didn't do anything. She's like, yeah. So she did something with an orange pen. She's like, your your name does not match your ID. Like, well, my name never matches my ID because I go by my middle name anyway. But it was misspelled. My last name was misspelled. So she's like, you got to go over to such and such and over there. And she's like, waves. She didn't even like point it out. I'm like, where? What? what you, I don't know where I'm going. What are you uh, talking customer about? Customer service. Yeah, and then she's looking down again. She goes over there. And I'm like, where? What are you doing? So you know, Mark is standing there, and I think he was going through. Uh, he just went through right after me. So I was like, all right. And he goes, yep. Yeah, see you later, guard. And he actually said, you're gonna get through before I do. I should have just gone with him because what she asked <laughs> yeah. was, are are you are two you together? T- are you two together? And I'm like, no. <laughs> Whatever you're gonna do to him, I don't want anything to do with him. No, <laughs> not with him. And I, then, then I rethought. You know, it's just my immediate reaction was no. And then I rethought. You know, I could have got through um, faster just by being going through a secondary screening, or maybe they have a uh, quick line for people who are getting secondary screening. Yeah, Whatever. For the really, really dangerous people, they put you through even faster. So if you said no, yes, no, I, I don't know, I don't, then they would have taken you through, and they're like, oh, here you go, sir. You know. But uh, anyways. <laughs> They take me through, and I'm waiting in line, and there's this long, almost like weird perspective special effects like hallway thing that they've created out of these barriers that you've got to walk through. And it's one of those deals where you look at it, and all of a sudden it's like a Twilight Zone deal that starts to like stretch further as you look. Okay. Like, you know? Right, right, so right. I'm like, okay, i got to walk through this thing. So I go through it, and I'm standing there and taking off all my stuff. The guy behind me, he's like... Hey, let's hurry up. I got six minutes. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know. So I'm, like, trying to hurry up for this guy. So I go through, and they gave me that, that weird air thing. But the machine wasn't ready, so I had to stand there and stand there. The bomb-checking machine. Yeah, the, the bomb-checking machine. They're having trouble with it. Apparently, you know, I don't know how you can tell you're having troubles with the bomb-checking machine, but they were having trouble with trouble with it. So finally I get in there, and then there's this, all this... And I'm like, okay, fine. I'm getting sprayed by weird air. Okay, I'm all done. So I walk through. And finally, when I get through, now they're going through my bag again. 
And they're going through my bag. This time I had to take my laptop out because, you know, I'm so smart and the learning curve is real steep with the right. G-Man. So, uh, <laughs> so I take my thing out, and, you know, my thing. I take the computer out, and it's all set. So they're, they're looking through it, and they're, they're talking to each other about somebody who's leaving, this woman and this guy. Oh, yeah, you know, so-and-so's leaving. Oh, yeah, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, she got sick the other day, and then she didn't come in for work, and then they got mad. And I'm like, you know. So like were they actually leaves. doing something as they were? Um... She's going through my bag. And then right. she she finishes, and this other guy is sort of like done with my computer, wiping it down with those weird clear round circle things that they have. I don't know okay. what they are. And, so, and then, then they're talking to each other, and they're just standing there. And I'm standing there, and they're standing there. And I'm standing there, and they're like, so, you know, yeah, so, like, I think she's going to be leaving in about two us, maybe three weeks or something. And I'm like, so finally I just look at him, and I'm like, are, are you done with me? Can I put my pants back on? Yeah, I was like, am I done, or are you, are you, is there something else you need to do? And the guy's like, huh? I'm like, am I, are you done? <laughs> what are you doing? You know, I was like, I, and I was going to write the guy's name down. I was like, I'd like to say something. I'm not a real complaining dude when it comes yeah, to like, you know. do anything. Yeah, it's not going to do anything. Right. So I was like, are you done? And he's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, well, thank you for letting me know. You know, I, I've got a story right here. Right, if you tried to grab your bag, he would have blown up I at know. you. I know. At one point, I was like, they hadn't done the zipper a certain way. I was like, oh, can I? And she goes, oh, you can't touch it. That's Unauthorized. Right. Yeah, I couldn't touch the bag. Right, you're not allowed to. I've got a story right here that says uh, apparently the uh, TSA's red team uh, recently did a, uh, a test on themselves um, to te- you know to see what the weapons they and, and bombs the and stuff. The red team. The red team, yeah, they try to get through. So- sources told Nine News that the red team was able to sneak nine. Ninety nine zero. Just in case you misheard me, nine zero percent of simulated weapons past checkpoint screeners in Denver Airport. This is a Sweet. recent test. These people are oh. incompetent boobs. Okay, oh, this is man. not security. Right. It is not making you safe. This is simply theater to make you think that they're safe and to employ more useless government bureaucrats. Right. I mean, yeah. they, they've got their problems as is. But I mean, if they're so, if if their job is so uh, unimportant to them that they can just sit there and chit chat as they're searching through your bag. I mean. Yeah. If you're if you're so distracted as to that you're having a conversation with another person, obviously you're not really going to be able to do a good job at what you're supposed to be doing. They're you know, not th- there for the customers; we're there for them. You know, I'm wondering as a protest, what if people, um, you know, got copies of this story and handed them out to TSA agents at the airport? I wonder what would happen to that person. Oh wow, they go to jail. Excellent point. I don't know, man. Good question. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. They would certainly give you the super special screening. I don't know if your story's o- over yet, guard, but we'll come back with more. 800-259-9231. Sam's got a story for us as well. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free, but if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us, and they do include the bulletin board system. We're approaching 250,000 posts, 1,600 people interacting, serious issues and fun stuff. You'll find it all discussed, and it's all for free. 
free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. Gardner was regaling us uh, yes. with his uh, TSA hell stories that he encountered last <laughs> week on the way out and on the way back from Las Vegas. One just wasn't enough, man. Just, uh, just officious bureaucrats, control freaks, just getting off on ordering people around. That's really... What uh, the short version of what you've experienced? You got it, man. And uh, you know, all I could think about was how the the layers of tarnish had accrued because of various politicians and congressmen and presidents from the 1930s on until we got trunk this giant bureaucratic mess. This giant ostrich egg on my shoulders as I was putting my shoes back on, hoping that I'd be able to see Mark. And by the way, guess what? When I got to the line for Southwest, Mark was right. <laughs> I beat him over there, and he yeah. got there after I did. Wow. It was the, the way to get through quicker, through if the line is big and imposing at uh, these TSA things, is get secondary screen. It's true, then. Yeah. Yeah. Keep, yeah. A, keep a second ID that's expired, maybe, because that, that's a good way. That's a great uh, way to do sorry, it. Sorry, I only have an expired ID here. Yeah, you know, give it a hand over that way. You're or, a wily dude. <laughs> well, no, you, you can get a secondary screening by not showing any ID. You know that, there right? You go. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's you just true. say, I don't have any ID. That's you, great. Now, that's yeah. a lie. You don't, you don't want to lie to them. What I you see. say is something like, I don't have any ID to show you. There you go. And then they, uh, then they mark, mark the little S's on your ticket, and you mm. get the secondary mm. screening. Or you just but, delay long enough. Oh, I can't find it, I can't find it, and they pull but, you aside. But it must have to do with, uh, with the airport, because when, when I did that at Manchester, there, we were all in the same line, and then once I got up there and showed them at the, the person that like lead you into the little screening area once i showed that person that i had the secondary screening then they took me over so mm. i would have had to have waited in a line anyway so i I'm like sure. those people who lead you in they're sort of like the hospitality people <laughs> they're like hi just step this way the rotating knives are over here let's <laughs> go to the phones and to the fun talk to sam in california you're on free talk live sam hello hello sam sam in california going once sam in california going uh, twice do we have sam? Hey, sam can you guys hear me we got yeah. you sam what's on your mind Hey, uh, I just first off want to say that I love you guys' show, and uh, there's definitely a donation coming from uh, from me. Okay, great. What's on your mind, Sam? Uh, well, I just want to change the topic from uh, airport security uh, stories to all the junk that's flowing through the World Wide Web today. The junk? Like what? Yep. Well, for example, I was uh, looking through Wikipedia. I'm an admin on Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and I saw this one page that, uh, well, like this is exactly what it said on there. It said, Mark Benheim it was the 19th king of Nigeria. And okay. through his rule of 1789 to 1854, he killed over 1.1 billion people. Huh? Through That's his... a lot of people. I know, I know. Wait, and what were the through... years? 1789 through Were there a billion people on the like... planet? Uh, I, I don't know. This is just what it said on there. Uh, 1789 to 1854. And it said that uh, like the rules through, for his country were uh, no person may exceed the age of 65 years old. No person may be under the age of 11 months. So that means just everybody is just wiped out. Um, so this was just some uh, Wikipedia vandalism, basically, yeah, is what you're yeah. saying. And uh, it said that you must pass the not retarded by my standards test every, once a year, which is just absolutely ridiculous. And God, rude. I would love to have that that test. Yeah. <laughs> so th- you're pointing out that uh, on the Wikipedia, you've got to really take what you read with a grain of salt, because in the more obscure articles, like this was an obscure country in, in Africa, right? So yeah. the more obscure an article is, the less mainstream it is, the more likely that it's been vandalized and it hasn't been caught. You yeah. happen to catch it, um, and that's what the, the admins do on there is they go around and they look for that stuff, right? Yeah. 
like one, one section on it said that freedom of speech is punishable by death by a belt sander to the face, which is just absolutely <laughs> brutal and disgusting. It's well, pretty it, creative, it, though. It, it's brutal, and, I know. you know, like, can you imagine an 1800s belt sander? Yeah. Yeah, and besides, yeah, I, I mean, just look at the FCC today. You know, it's not a belt sander. It's just a $5 million fine. That's right. all. Right. Yeah, Very interesting. So all that's right, what... Um, and I, I also want to talk about Andrew from Georgia, the one who called before me. Yeah, I'm not surprised that you want to talk about Andrew. What, what about him? Yeah. Well, I, I also saw a um, thing on uh, Wikipedia that said that the Jews actually bought the rights to control the weather, which is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, that is ridiculous. Thanks for the call. Appreciate right, it. Thank you. 800-259-9231. <laughs> I think that was a pretty good crank. Well, it wasn't as much of a crank as it was. Uh, I mean, that's true. Wikipedia is vandalized by people. Sure. I don't have any reason to disbelieve him on that one. Uh, the belt sander thing? Not true. But, of course it's not true. That's what he was pointing out, is that no, there's all I don't, kinds of I, I think that he's pointing, misleading uh, information on there. I think he's there. misleading he's, us, too. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what I thought was funny was like, oh, yeah, and that would really hurt. No, gee, no kidding. Thanks. I wonder, <laughs> you know, a little, little red flag going on there. You know, I got to tell you, though, um, there was something we were talking about, the FAA thing, that uh, I wanted to bring up. First of all, uh, anytime your flight is late, nine times out of ten, it's late because of the uh, the uh, Transportation Security Administration and how slow they are. Sure, all because the bureaucracy. They can't get everybody loaded on the planes. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. And there's a there's a report that uh, was out. And it's uh, getting worse. In, the yeah. uh, the lateness of the planes. Yeah, yeah. They've got this thing that they say the FAA hopes new software can ease flight delays. Well, you know, even with the new software, the people on the ground aren't getting people aboard the planes very well either. You and mean they finally got computers uh, at the FAA? <laughs> because I remember back in the early part of uh, of this decade, there was a great TV special on ABC. John Stossel goes to Washington. Yeah, yeah. And in that special, he looked at, at uh, government airports in the FAA, and he found that um, there apparently are actually some privately run airports in America. I don't know which ones they are, but he... Com- are they big ones? He, I don't know. He did a compare and contrast, though, between the, the air traffic control towers yeah. of the two, yeah. the private uh, the privateers versus the government awesome. guys, awesome. and it was awesome because the, he showed in the government one, they were sliding notes to one another on these rails that, like, <laughs> I guess were made in the 1950s or something like that. So instead of, like you know... paper clip runners yeah. instead of typing on an instant messenger or something some technological like <laughs> you know instead of some technological thing they actually had these rails that go around the uh the the, the flight control area yeah and they yeah. would just put a note on one of them and well you know shove the, it down the examples there. of laziness that i saw and just just sheer uh befuddlement on on the part of these employees when i was coming out was perfect and there's this other story there are two other stories i wanted to bring up today just to color things there was this story out of the miami airport where they shut down the entire airport today because oh, they thought there was a bomb and it turns out that it wasn't a bomb it was someone's ashes in Someone, an urn? In an urn. And they, they evacuated the entire airport because somebody's ashes were being transported in an urn. Oh, my goodness. And then on Thursday... No, wait, that's, that's over three ounces. We can't have that. <laughs> you can't. I, I guess if it was in your bag, I guess the three-ounce thing's only for carry-on stuff, oh, right? Oh, I don't know. That's right. I don't know. It's just unbelievable. And then... Uh, but, you know, if it, was, if it was my... If it was my someone in my family, you know, I wouldn't want to... I don't bring on luggage that I'm going to trust to anybody. I, I do carry-ons mostly. Yeah, I don't check baggage yeah, I don't generally check baggage. in hell. Yeah, because you Especially never know what's going to happen. Planes. Oh, precisely. Yeah, so if I was going to be bringing something valuable like that, I would do a carry-on. And then there's this other story coming out of... Uh, I'd UPS it or FedEx. 
If I have something valuable to get from point A to point B? Yeah, that's the way to do it. And then Dallas Fort Worth on Thursday, they report for the second time in two years, whistleblowers are accusing their air traffic control colleagues of a wide-ranging conspiracy to cover up errors at one of the nation's busiest airports. The latest accusations charge that instead of accepting responsibility, it is the practice and policy of the controllers to blame near misses at Dallas Fort Worth on pilot error. The Office of U.S. Special Counsel has investigated and accuses the FAA of, quote, issuing the pilot error policy from the very top of the agency and suspects the same problem is occurring at other airports besides Dallas-Fort Worth. Wait, I missed that. What happened at Dallas? They said that there are a bunch of near misses that were never reported. Like and planes were, yeah. almost hitting one another. Yeah, and there are a lot more of them, and that there are prob- probably many more of them at other airports. So when there's a near miss, then do the pilots have to somehow report it, and then the bureaucrats fill out a form? And so are we saying suggesting that the pilots reported the near miss, and the bureaucrats just pushed the form under that the table? That seems like a sensible assumption. On, on your part, yeah. yeah I, I, I don't so. know. I'm sure there's some pilots. That I know. I know. Varen is uh, free, the president of the Free State Project. He listens from time to time. Yeah. So if somebody's a pilot and they know exactly what the procedure is, you know how easily this could be pushed under the, the rug. Probably isn't very difficult. All Eight, I have to say, it's good to be home. Yeah. 800-259-9231. I mean, the more you fly, the less you want to fly, <laughs> right? It's it's just getting worse, and more and more people are just. They're just throwing their hands up and saying, screw it, I'll drive or not go at all. That's where that's what's coming down to. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up whatever you want toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site totally free, so enjoy those on us. If you want to support the show, then you can do it on a voluntary basis by simply going and shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. 41 categories to shop in, including you. Used products. Whenever you enter through our link, Amazon.freetalklive.com, Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So once again, that's Amazon.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like setting up a corporation or limited liability company. Legal, uh, LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. Have we pretty much covered all the aspects of this airport thing? Do we miss anything? It is, it is pretty much done, other than the fact that what was racing through my mind, as I said, was the way that these these government regulations and control accrue, like tarnish, right. uh, you know, layers of tarnish. It's on a little silver. bit, a little bit on top uh, of more a little bit. and more and more, and it's it becomes self perpetuating. You know, these things the, these things come along like crazy. You go back, as I've mentioned uh, before, to some folks, it didn't start up until they had the lighted air routes for the U.S. Postal Service. Back in the 1920s, that was the first time they had any federal involvement in air, airways. And then after that, they started to add more restrictions so that the plane routes wouldn't uh, conflict with those lighted air routes. And then when Roosevelt got in office, they started to hand out money for airports and started to restrict uh. it further. And it grew and grew during the Johnson administration. Uh, most of the airports that are out there now got federal money because yep. congressmen and senators were able to lobby for it. And, it, you know, there's no possible way that James Madison or Jefferson, those guys would have picked up their muskets and pot shot the heads off most of those right. guys. I mean, it's the equivalent of... Uh you know, giving a uh, giving government subsidies to a, 
I don't know, a stagecoach area or a port. Yeah. You know, they would have they would have never done that. No way. And you know, That's the guy who really started this up was Henry Clay, as we've mentioned. You know, when I've been with you guys before, Henry Clay. And if you read uh, Tom DiLorenzo's stuff on Lincoln, Abe Lincoln followed in his footsteps beautifully. Lincoln, where they started the Transcontinental Railroad, he owned that land. He made more money off the Transcontinental mm-hmm. Railroad than he did as an attorney prior to his uh, his time in Congress. So the, all this sort of glad handling and special favors, I just sat there thinking about it. And I'm like, look at this mess, you know? Yeah, and look at what it look at what the results are. I mean, the right. customer service keeps getting worse from the airlines too, because yeah. the airlines keep they keep taking on more and more regulations, and they become more and more essentially. Uh, Carbon copies of one another. Yeah. I mean, there there are some subtle differences, and some airlines are really trying their best to to differentiate themselves. But man, when I went on, uh, when we went to Los Angeles, we went on Northwest, mm-hmm. and I will do my best to avoid Northwest in the future because really? I felt like I was in a concentration camp. They're just an appendage of all the federal regulations. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, they were very authoritarian in the uh, the way they addressed the uh, the people on the plane. Mm-hmm. And uh, you remember this because yeah, the, yeah. I mean the, the 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 stewardesses hey, they had attitudes wow. and or flight attendants yeah, they're uh, goose stepping with brown shirts on or something. They you know? really that's really sort of the impression but that y- I got. You know the thing about this Ian is for those people who are uh, listening to us and accustomed to to the program, regular listeners or ampers or anything like that. You know they understand the level uh, at which we're discussing the free market paradigm versus the government paradigm and the company corporations that have to answer to all this regulation. For people who are sort of new to this and like, what are these guys talking? about what 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 alternative what alternative do they mean what we mean is private companies providing private security on private airlines where their own insurance policies and the risks that they take in losing customers in case something bad happens would drive them towards more efficient better security systems than the government bureaucrats who never lose their jobs you said it let's go to the phones and talk to Varen in Keene, new hampshire you're on free talk live hello Varen. Hello, Ian. How are you? Doing great. Varen, the president of the Free State Project, also yeah. a pilot for uh, for a living. Yeah, I figured, you know, there was all this talk about aviation, and my ears were ringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought I'd make your phone ring. Okay. Thanks, Varen. So let's address the question that I asked earlier, and that was, what happens when there's a near miss in the sky? Is there any sort of reporting that goes on? How's that work? There, yeah, there is. Um, and, and I guess the first thing to consider is that there are things that are technically considered near misses, and there are also things that might look like near misses to a passenger or the untrained observer, but really are not. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that's not, but might look like it, of course, would never be reported because it's not an abnormality. Uh, we it. are accustomed to, you know, flying, for example, just a thousand feet above or below another airplane into a passenger that might look close, but really it's not. Yeah, I saw it on my way back and yeah. seemed close to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you're not used to seeing that, and if you're not expecting it, then it it could be surprising. But uh, then there are cases where, for example, two airplanes are occupying the same runway, active runway at the same time, or um, some of that stuff um, might not seem as big of a deal to a passenger, or they might not see it at, at all. But it's technically considered a a runway incursion. Hmm. Um, and there's other there's other forms of that, and those do get reported. Um, I had an incident, for example, in Miami that was a that was a situation with training going on in the control tower. Uh, it was a controller trainer trainer training a controller trainer trainee training mm-hmm. a trainee. So oh, it's a really complicated situation, and uh, there was miscommunications um, along the lines of the incident that happened uh, this last this last week. Um, although we were not as close, in our case, we wound up landing and stopping. 
Um, and there was quite a bit of paperwork on the FAA's end uh, in, involved in that. Really, incursions have happened that have been um, caused by people in control, air traffic control towers or, uh, or whatnot, and then there's been some that have been caused by pilot disorientation. Um, and both, both of those, interestingly enough, are really at the forefront of all of our minds. Um, it, it's maybe taken some time, but that issue comes up in training on a very regular basis, how to avoid runway incursions. So it is something that gets reported, and it's something that we are aware of, and it's one of those deals that, you know, you're dealing with human beings here. So, so does, uh, this, but, does this frustrate you, Varen, if you, if you as a pilot uh, hear that, for example, out of Dallas-Fort Worth, there are problems that are not being brought up to the authorities uh, as, a, as a pilot, if you're going to I thought it was the authorities something? that were covering it up. Yeah, Wasn't exactly. that an allegation? Yeah. Um, that kind of stuff would tend to bother me. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's wise to to cover up or discount anything that's a safety concern. And uh, you know that happens on occasion. I'd like to point to the September 11th attacks, where in the aftermath of that, um, basically everybody in the the establishment, so to speak, said, "Well, we never figured that they would use airplanes for weapons." Well. Um, that's kind of a, a ridiculous thing to say when there were there were cases prior to 9/11 of airplanes either being attempted to be used as weapons or actually successfully yeah. having yeah. done that in the past. So um, there are cases where they try to downplay or cover up these things, and that that bothers me. On the flip side of the coin, I do have to give the FAA credit um, on occasion, which is hard for me to do sometimes, but but. Uh, you know, in uh, Cleveland is a classic example where there's uh, they're notorious for runway incursions because of the airport design. And there came a point when they actually did really take some positive action in that case. And I, I don't, I'm not um, as intimately familiar with the details of the Dallas situation, but uh, I would hope that they would, um, you know, do the do the uh, right thing and and look out for the safety first. Um, you know, they 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 pass a lot of regulations and then and make us deal with a lot of rules mm -hmm. at the very least they could at least address safety which is what they pretend they're you know they're there to do Varen, do you feel like uh if we were to i don't know get rid of the faa and privatize airports to the point where government isn't involved in the operation uh, the day-to-day -day operation of these uh businesses then would uh would each airport would the, the marketplace you know figure out a way to regulate the skies on a voluntary basis do you think oh yeah absolutely there's no question um, I, I don't think the flying public would be really ready for a truly unregulated environment, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. the, the FAA's function as a safety regulation organization would live on in some form, um, and I would think it would be in a fairly structured, uh, fairly structured form. Aviation is a detail-oriented um, kind of science. That sure. Very complex and details. You know, I don't pretend to know anything about uh, aviation, but I mean, just just thinking here as the guy behind the microphone, I'm thinking that you know maybe each airport will have certain sets of specifications as far as safety procedures and that sort of sort of thing, and and uh, that, yeah, you know your airline I, would have to get certified in uh, you know that you would go through these certain uh, procedures in order to do business at that airport. The less that, certified they are, the higher their insurance premiums, the more difficult it is to stay in business. Yeah, I think it would even be a level higher than that, though. Um, not necessarily the government itself, per se, but some industry organization or group of industry organizations. Um, and, in fact, uh, really a lot of this goes to the international level where the uh, um, IATA and ICAO um, 
set a lot of the regulatory requirements up, and, and they're not requirements in that the FAA, for example, does not have to participate, but the FAA chooses to participate, and I think if the FAA were privatized, its successor would likely... So you're saying the FAA is already taking suggestions from a private agency, basically? Um, it's it's not, it's technically not exactly a private agency. It's a maybe a multi-governmental agency. It's an international you. industry group. Um, Baron, thank you for yeah. the expertise. Uh, hour number two is on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for three dollars a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. <laughs> This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up what you want toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online, freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Kid-free zones. I mentioned this over the weekend. We didn't have a chance to get to it. From abcnews.com. Ah, the familiar sounds of summer. Children free to roam, run, and roar. But not everyone is having fun. You come to relax, and there's a two-year-old kid next to you, maybe five, six, seven of them, depending on how many families are around. And it's definitely a little frustrating, said Marta Baginska, who was sunning herself at a Lake Michigan beach in Illinois. She wasn't the only adult there growing tired of noise and disturbances. 65-year-old Bob Lundin says they don't really care what they run across. They'll run across you, your blanket, whatever you're on. I'm old and cranky. After listening to complaints for years, the town of Lake Forest took action this summer and designated 25% of its beach a kids-free zone, leaving the adults to sunbathe in peace and quiet. And I think there are people of of different age ranges here, Mark. I think there are, are lots of people that, you know, they don't have kids for a reason, and they'd prefer to not be around kids. Well, I think that uh, beaches should be uh, sold to private individuals, and uh, you know, if if a, the beach owner then wants to uh, let people on for money, so you know, a dollar or two to to go to the beach oh, and, I agree and relax. Entirely. And uh, if for whatever reason enough customers say, "I'd like to have a kid-free beach," there'd be all kinds of beaches that would spring up. There'd be sure. nude beaches. There'd be kid-free beaches. There'd be beaches that didn't let cranky old people on them. <laughs> Family-only beaches, sure. Uh, kids, uh, although beaches have always you'd have been... To t- you'd have to take a personality test. If you came up cranky, they like, just kick like you that, out. It's uh, like that story, was it, last week about the female-only beaches that they had down in Florida somewhere. Yes. I, don't, I have never I heard about that. that. Yeah. Did, did, did we talk about that? I don't know, but I'm getting Weren't a they telescope nude? Female very nude? Female nude? I don't know if it's female-nude, but uh, hmm. I, maybe we can find out. By although beaches trip. have always... I think there's a lot of ladies that uh, go to beaches and they get sort of the uh, the guys luring or uh, leering, leering, rather, at them. Yeah. Uh, lured leering. They would like to lure. They would like yeah. to lure the ladies, but uh, leering does not normally lead to luring. <laughs> anyway, uh, experts say that nowadays children are being seen and heard in places that used to seem off limits: theaters, fancy nail salons, first-class airplane cabins. "Quote: I think that there's been a shift in terms of this generation of parents," said parenting expert Anne Murphy. "Reality is, kids haven't changed that much, but they're being taken to places that, in my day and in my childhood, we were never taken to. So they're around a lot more." Well, I don't think that has anything to do with the beach. I think kids have been at beaches ever since there have been beaches. Right. They were just using the beach example to start the story. Uh, So efforts to promote kid-free zones are gaining popularity. The Wishbone Restaurant in Chicago has an adults-only room, giving diners a break from the somewhat chaotic family side of the eatery. Restaurant patron Guy Nixon says some people don't want to be around squalling kids. 
But singing out or singling out kids can sometimes cause a stir. In a nearby suburb, when cafe owner Dan McCauley displayed a sign reading, Children of all ages have to behave and use their indoor voices. It made national headlines and angered some neighbors. I don't see why. I mean, it, it, it's his restaurant and his sign. My, no, brat no, should have the, my brat should have the right to go in there and scream at the top of his lungs. You know, isn't this just like the smoking issue? If you're an employee, you're being forced to work in this place with noisy kids, adds to your stress, and kids generally carry more germs and, and, uh, and microbes. We should ban kids from all restaurants. Yeah, this is for the health and safety of the workers who have no choice. Including Crazy. McDonald's, fast food, exactly. we can't let kids in there. Yes. What are they going to do with those playgrounds? Well, you can only put them through the drive-through, so kids can yeah. come, but as long the as they're in the car. Well, sorry, you know, <laughs> so, shut that down, true. turn it into a nice concrete paradise. Yeah, I'll tell you the one the one place that I sometimes find myself thinking about children and their noise is the airplane, yeah. but it's the worst place. I mean, it's the last place you could keep them out of. I mean, kids sure. have to travel from one place to the other. They don't understand why their ears are popping, why yeah. their heads hurt. Oh, yeah. uh, they, they, they don't get it. And so I think that on airplanes especially, one has to just kind of say, kids are going to make noise on airplanes, and I'll go. bring some earplugs and read. The Onion has a great new feature at theonion.com. Great satirical uh, newsprint publication that's got a huge online presence. They've obviously made a lot of money in the past several years of doing business, and now they've launched a new television uh, sort of wing to yeah. their organization. Right. So they had, they've had the Onion Radio News for a long time, because that's easy to do. But now they've got television, where it's, it's all satire, but it looks like it's a, like a real news show, basically, yeah. except they're two-minute clips. And one of them was about how parents are now, one of their TV clips was about how parents are now packing their kids into, um, <laughs> into like boxes <laughs> like and sending them overseas <laughs> to have uh, India caretakers or child caretakers uh, take care of them. They are, they're outsourcing their, <laughs> their <laughs> parent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was gotcha. great. Um, so, uh, continuing here, the way he handled it is extremely offensive, said one irate neighbor about the man that wanted uh, children. This is real. Indoor voices. Yes, this is real. A guy posted a sign saying, in my business, your kids got to use their indoor voices. Children of all ages, he said. Children. Yeah, well, when do you? When does the d- definition of child end? Well, right? I think that, I, I feel like that softens it because... Um, everybody, anybody fits into that category. I'm a child of all ages. You know, everybody's a child of all ages. Okay. I don't know if most people would look at it that way. I don't consider myself a child. I I think that it's, uh, it applies mostly to kids, but I think that it's intended to be softened by, you know, by the verbiage, which is, you know, hey, Everybody's got to be, you know, let's, let's use our library voice. Right. Then right. the irate neighbor says, if you don't want children, that's great. Put a sign up that says no children allowed. Not this benign sign that's subjective to what you consider to be positive behavior. Well, wouldn't the no children allowed sign make people, up, uppity people like this upset in the first Even place? more. I think, no, I, this is what I don't get, is use your indoor voice is not particularly subjective. Yeah, right. It's quiet. You just don't yell. Just, just no yelling, no I mean, running if around. They, if they wanted to, they could have a decibel meter out there. Maybe they should just be more explicit. Never, ever. If you go over this level, you're gone. Sorry, we have microphones here. Maybe they should yep. do it just that way. It's this. It's just outrageous that people would be outraged by this. Yeah, I mean, well, it's. <laughs> if that person decided to uh, ever go back to that restaurant, I'd kick them out. Maybe they'd understand it better if they said, "Use your NPR voice," and then you know, then that way everybody would be like, "Oh, I see. I have to speak like this. Very relaxed. This very is calm. this is like the equivalent of people getting it's upset. A little pretentious. Yeah, it's pretentious too. <laughs> this would be the equivalent of people getting upset uh, at a pool, like a, a public pool or something like that, for having a no running rule. 
So, like, your kids are allowed right. at the pool, but we want them to walk around. No, my kids should be able to run as fast as they want around this it's pool. It's subjective. You know, it could be fast walking. Right, and <laughs> fast walking. The silly walks. The thing that gets me is the headline of the piece on that ABC News thing, more public places. What do they right. mean by public places? It's just an ignorant it, uh, editor, just, editor, basically. Inc- it, it's incredible, the towering edifice of ignorance that these people have constructed in journalism, in, in academia. The in, first in example a, applies, though. The first example is a beach, yeah, which is sure. a government public place, right. but the other examples they've been giving have Those been private businesses. Private places. Right. They don't have a distinction. They don't have a clue well, what the difference is. But Yeah, you're right, Gardner, and we've all been raised by the government to just have these mis, uh, misconceptions about what is and what is not public. They are private places open to the public. Yeah. You're a member of the public. You can go there unless you've been specifically prohibited from um, but, from walking in. But the problem is since the 64 Civil Rights Act, when they came up with the public accommodations portion of it, everybody looks at it as, well, if it's private and you allow the public in, it's de facto public. No, it's right. private, for God's sake. You yeah, know, it's give not, me a break. It, you as a customer do not own a piece of that business. Yeah. You don't get to set the rules. They do. Anyway, with Mary, uh, many parents across the country juggling work and home life, they don't have much choice about bringing the children if they want to get out of the house. Uh, Murphy says uh, one of the I think it's one of the parents. I think there's also uh, I think there also has to be the understanding of how difficult it is to be a parent these days, how difficult it is to find childcare. Still, whether they have the most mild-mannered of children or the most rambunctious, many parents are willing to admit they too savor a kid-free zone every now and then. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, when he when he says uh, how difficult it is to find childcare, this is partially the result of our uh, you know cataclysmic media. Everything's falling apart. Yeah. You know they've uh, they've told us they've scared the crap out of us time and time again about sexual predators. Now. Nobody's going to let their young teenage boy do any kind of babysitting. I'm sure that this has been mm. done in the past. I've heard yeah. of teenage boys doing babysitting simply to get money. I mean, it's, it's a way that teenagers can make money. Well, the last babysitting story we had was a 14-year-old female who uh, apparently had sex with her 8-year-old, um, eight-year-old babysitting. Yeah, well, it's, yeah I'm, I'm sure it's not that it's uh, never happened, but I'm just saying that the boys are, all, the, are, boys are uh, vilified. They're, they're, they're turned into these sexual monsters that, given one moment alone with your children, they're going to touch them in their naughty parts. You know what? I, I want to know if there's anybody out there who is offended by the idea of child-free zones. I think it's a great development of the marketplace responding to consumer demand. Consumers who are saying, we're not interested in having these uh, little brats around here screaming and yelling. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control and bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. Vanguard and Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com, the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away. Those features include archives. Uh, we got an entire year's worth of the show right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience. Go grab them up for free at freetalklive.com. And do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you'd like to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com or call 800-544-6359. That's 1-800-544-6359 for SACL CAI. Now, we were just talking about these uh, kid-free zones, which 
I think it's a great idea. Um, I personally am not a fan of uh, crying babies, and if I could, if I can go to a business where the business owner is going to say, "Hey, if you come over eat and eat in this room for adults only, you won't hear the crying babies. We've got doors that close, and uh, it won't be an issue for you anymore." That's great. That's a service that I want. So Absolutely. That's the, that's the marketplace acting um, to to provide choice in in the. Uh, to, to consumers, and I'm I think all, that's great. I'm all for the marketplace providing choice to consumers. Isn't, now, it, isn't it fascinating, too, where uh, you would certainly feel comfortable with, uh, uh, I think most people would say, uh, uh, a restaurateur saying, well, we don't allow for loud, obnoxious, rude behavior, people dancing on top of the tables in this establishment. Mm-hmm. We have certain standards, a dress code, or things like that. But then suddenly when somebody tries to bring in their child... They say, oh, well, what are the parents going to do? There are all these other considerations. I mean, they can't leave the child home. That's expensive. You're, 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 you're exploiting these people, or you're doing terrible things to these people who have no other choice. It's like, well, sorry, they can go someplace else. They chose to have a kid. Yeah. Right. You yeah. have a kid, you then have to deal with all the issues yeah. of having a kid, and yeah, that includes exactly. finding babysitters Why and stuff. Why is it that when the cute baby's face enters the pictures, all of a sudden everybody loses all common sense about the, the prerogative of this individual to run the business the way he wants right. and to either benefit or suffer the consequences based on the market? Well, of course, we've seen several areas in which the government has basically told business owners that you don't get to run the business the way you want, so exactly. this is just, just another one in a long line of intrusions. Right. And speaking of intrusions, let's continue on. On the uh, kid topic, because Gardner, you've got a story about <laughs> breastfeeding, uh. which ties into a story we did over the weekend about. Uh, Mark had a story about a, a man that was jogging naked uh. at four in the morning. So it, was, it wasn't as though he was trying to exhibit himself. It was dark out, yeah. and uh, and he got you know people were upset about that. He was arrested and all of that. Uh, but but now let's move into uh, right. breastfeeding because yeah. it's a very similar issue except it's got the kid factor and again you know how kids drive people crazy we got to do it oh, for yeah. the children yeah. and all that and there's going to be legislation involved here guard do you think we should play the audio first or go with the uh, yeah let's let's play the audio because there there are little things you can pick up in this that are just uh, interesting in the way that they depict this this is from uh, ABC News and uh, it's it's uh, a very interesting little piece about uh, breastfeeding in public and some statistics that have come about. And it was over the weekend. They had it on ABC News. Uh, good morning, uh, good whatever it is. Hello, good greetings, America. Buenos noches, America. Talking head show, whatever exactly. it is. So uh, here it is. They're talking about, they, they open it up with this woman who, uh, they always open with a personal story, this woman who is breastfeeding in public, and she gets all this abuse. She's out in public, and she gets this abuse. And people are coming up. So what they're doing is they're drawing on the emotional side of how contentious it is. And then they start to talk about, policy, state policy, with being able to breastfeed in so-called public. But they never tell you what they mean by public. Yeah, and that's what we were talking about during the last segment. When they say public, does that mean any place the public can go? Or does that mean public places where they're not privately owned? All right, let's go to the clip here from ABC News. But now, 46 states, including Pennsylvania, either allow women to nurse in public or at least exempt them from criminal prosecution. Still, public opinion hasn't caught up with the law. A recent survey found 57% of Americans say women should not have the right to breastfeed in public, and 72% say it's inappropriate to show a woman nursing on TV. Wow, we are so Puritan in this country. You know, mm. I, I inappropriate? I, th- I think it, it can be, if it's done in certain manners, inappropriate to breastfeed in quote-unquote public. 72% now, said it's inappropriate to show it on television. 
you know, all of these things would be l- less relevant than someone's preference about steak versus chicken at dinner time or 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 no. Apparently, chips. apparently, it's very relevant when it involves a nude body part well, that this, everyone has. But this is the thing: none of this stuff would be important if we had private systems where people could associate with other people who felt the same way. And you could if we didn't have public places. You mean if we exactly. didn't have and we, not that yeah. again we we have to keep redefining here right. because when I say we didn't have public places, I don't mean places the public um, couldn't go. We're not I talking mean, about the mall. We're right. talking we about parks. We're talking government about government sidewalks. We're talking about beaches. Right. Yeah. That's why we really need to get into the habit of relabeling whenever public comes right. up in discussion. We need to get into the habit of relabeling government schools, not right. public schools, government, government schools, parks, government sidewalks, government, government parks, government roads. Right. Exactly. Because in fact, it, you know, pu- uh, pu- public suggests that the public owns it, and if you think that the public owns it, <laughs> try going, uh, try doing whatever you want there, and you'll you'll see very quickly that you do not, in fact, own crap. It belongs to the government. Yeah, precisely. Right. right. So that's now, Mark. You said you thought it was inappropriate that you I thought do. it could be inappropriate to breastfeed. Why? Well, I think that I think that there are people that breastfeed and they do it so uh, covertly that you have no idea what's going on. The baby's uh, head is wrapped in a blanket; you never see anything. Mm-hmm. And that there's other people that have a an axe to grind. They have an agenda, they do it, yeah, and exactly. and they whip it out right so there. What? Well, this why is, is that? Why is that inappropriate? This is it's the, just is it inappropriate for me to decide to pee right there? It's the, and they always say it's a natural function. And as far as that debate goes... So scratching goes, myself. Yeah, as far as that debate goes, what I think would be fun, or, or at least uh, interesting, to, to bother one of these people who's so overt about it and so militant about it, is to just walk up there and, and just stand there and watch. Yeah, just and stare. And see if she reacts saying, oh, excuse me. Would that be inappropriate Are you again? looking at something? No, like, it would not. No, just go stare. You're in public. Yeah. I mean, if she thinks... <laughs> going to lean your head in. Because it's a little rude. Yeah, Purge your they, lips. Uh, so do I. Oh, I'm sorry. I, you were talking about the looking. I was talking about the breastfeeding. Yeah, so so it works both ways. If she feels that the onus is on you to be able to allow her to be able to do this, then if you can stand there and she's going to expose her, her breasts, you know, because it's a natural function, then okay. Then if you're going to engage in this battle, then you should feel fine with people just walking up, a crowd of people standing standing there watching you do it. If, if you, you want to scratch yourself in public, that's fine too. You right. got an itch, scratch it. Right. Who cares? Yeah, and it, people may but, not want to stand around you. Fine, that's I, their business. I could really care less one way or the other, but I think it would be interesting to see the militant side both ways to come out of this. And there's another story. This is what gets me, is the, the public policy starts to get into it. This, These ABC stories, or, or NBC stories, or CBS stories, any of the, the big three networks, or many of the other networks, when you see these stories, alarm bells should start going off saying, oh, there's something happening in Washington. There's something happening somewhere mm. that they're promoting this. They, they do this all the time, and here's the story You've got from that, Newsweek. Hold that, we'll get to that, because I'm only happy halfway through the clip oh, at this yeah, okay. point. You bet. But so so Mark you're saying that doing it covertly that's okay with you, but if a woman just flops out her breast in public that's offensive to you? It is. Yeah. Why? What's offensive about uh, a baby suckling on her her mother's breast? What's offensive about me peeing? What if I have a cup? I decide well, I need to pee. I grab a cup. I pee right there. What's wrong with that? I mean, big deal. It's just me peeing. It's a natural function. Well, yeah, hide the cups. Well, now with the with the urine, then you actually have some uh, something that's going somewhere else beyond your body. Well, so, yeah, it's go- so is the milk. No, that's going into the baby's body. Yeah, so theoretically, gotta- but you know, it could go someplace else, and I'm using a cup, right? Angels on the head of a pin is what I'm looking at right now. 800-259-9231. I don't care. If you want to whip it out and pee into a cup, that's your I business. I know you don't. But, but, but who cares about gross. this stuff? More on the way. Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on our website for free, the wikis included. We've got over uh, 1,350 user-created pages on our wiki. Head over to wiki.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about, wiki.freetalklive.com. And it is Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project. It's your only choice for more personal freedom and smaller, less intrusive government. To learn more about joining the Second American Revolution, go to freestateproject.org. That is freestateproject.org. We're talking about breastfeeding, public breastfeeding. And uh, as usual, Mark is taking his semi-puritanical attitude towards it. He's okay with it if the women don't show any portion of their breast, but should a woman have the uh, the courage to actually reveal her breast in public, Mark gets offended. I, you know, look, I just think it's a, a bodily function that includes excretion, and that should be done in private. Unless you're sweating. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's Let's, tough. It's a difficult one on that. Great comeback. <laughs> Let's go to the phones, to the fun. Of course, uh, I'd prefer to hear from ladies on this one, but uh, Dave in Montana's got some thoughts listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hey, long live free talk. Mark. Yes, sir. I think you're looking at it wrong, man. Way wrong. Pee is a waste product. Okay. It stinks. It smells. It's no good. It, it it's filthy. It's the closest milk I can do to milk. The mother is pure. It's something nourishing. It's anybody that has a problem with breastfeeding out in public. I think reveals or exposes their 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 inner perversion, <laughs> mind, heart, and soul. Man, it's. Yep. It's, it proves that we are so far away from our natural being that the, that the beautiful, most sacred thing on this planet, passing life on to the next generation through mm. the love of the mother, it shows how our families are being ripped apart, how love itself is being destroyed before our very eyes because of the, the, the prudeness, perversion of our government that, that places all these stupid rules and regulations upon us. Mark, do you feel and, properly chastened? And, 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 and uh, farming. What, what about farming. I'm not going to back off this position. You know what, Dave? We're far uh, away. We're not, people are afraid to go get their hands dirty in the dirt, and now they want to shoot poor people to come over the, the, the border because lazy-ass Americans that are perverted that took nature and, and ripped it up in front of us here and throwing technology on us that, 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 that does nothing for us. David, thank you for the call. Well said. Uh, you know, I, couldn't, I, mean, I, I would never have considered to even go there, but he's right. I mean, it, it, there's a difference between a uh, nourishing excretion and something that's waste. Um, so, but great. again, 
even as we discuss it, we want to make sure that we draw a distinction between one's personal preference if one were in a private community or something like that, the type of private community Mark might want to sign on to. Right, like a, pr- uh, a community of prudes. Right, versus what, we're, what, uh, what has brought this about, which is the possibility that government policy and forcible taxation will be instituting one or the other. Well, look, we have a current... We have current norms in society, and one of those norms is not breastfeeding openly. Yeah, that shouldn't be a norm because it's just twisted, and, and I like Dave's word, perverted. It's I perverted underst- to I say understand that what you're saying, and, with that. and Dave made a passionate, passionate plea excellent. for it. But um, it, you know, it doesn't change that we have norms, and all I'm saying is if you deviate from those norms, you're going to offend some people, myself maybe a little bit, and... Um, you know, I'm going to be like, huh, oh, God, well, there we go with that. Yeah, for some reason, when you mention Norm, I just keep thinking, you know, Norm's like, he's thinking of cheers. Norm! But, uh, you know, I know what you're talking Every about. Every time I say it, you yell Norm. I know. Me. Sure. <laughs> and I have no problem with the ostracism. I have no problem with any of that stuff. It's just when the laws get involved that I have a problem with it. And that's what I we're absolutely about don't here. think, under any circumstance, that a woman should be uh, charged with anything for going topless, uh, nursing a baby, getting completely naked, I just or a man or anybody. I, okay, I, great. I, you know, I that's not that's it's not where I'm at. I just think that right. you know, people are going to not like it and uh treat them, you know, quite possibly rudely. It's just that yeah, it's your it's just your own personal feeling that you personally don't like it. And this by the way, Gardner is the same guy who said about a year and a half ago on the show that uh that if you were building a snow penis in your front yard, he would come by and knock it down. Because he doesn't care about your property rights when it comes to his personal offense. Shoot, man, yeah. and that stinks. Because I was planning that. Yeah, he's, he's kind okay. of a bit of a prude. Right, uh, we'll let's go to something else. Let's go to Kathy in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kathy. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Snow Penis Radio. How are you, Kathy? <laughs> I'm fine. How are you? Great. Great. What's on your mind? Well, I I wanted to say that I agree and disagree with some of the stuff that you said about breastfeeding. Okay. Um, I agree with what Dave said about how peeing in public. Is a pee is a waste product, not a not a food. Poor example, but it's the best thing I can do. Men don't have nourishing excretions <laughs> that I can make a uh, uh, you know example of. Please keep the jokes to a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> we need uh, to keep well, this clinical. Let's, uh, <laughs> yes, go ahead. The thing is, though, is that it, they're eating, and if you don't like eating in public, you can ask him to take his dinner into the bathroom too, which is what a lot of women are forced to do when well, they're nursing their baby. Well, and, I, and I can uh, counter that. If a guy's sitting at the table with me and he's <laughs> chewing with his mouth full, or excuse me, chewing with his mouth open, and uh, you know, not, uh, not uh, stand, uh, going by standard norms and that kind of thing, I may, I may very well say something to him or pick up my plate and leave or that kind of thing. And all I'm saying is women should be able to breastfeed in, um, you know, in, in uh, you know, private places that are open to the public or or government places, it doesn't matter to me, just so long as, you know, they sort of wrap the child's head and it's, it's not so open. So I, I'm saying that there's a discreet way to do it and a, um, a way that's polite, and then there's an impolite way to so do it. So they have to wear special mark-approved uh, tops, basically. So I'm not saying they have to do anything, And how Ian. do you approve those I'm tops? Not, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to chew in any manner, but I may very well decide to get up from the table and if you're cutting your meat with your fork and, you know, inverted or something like that. I may not like it. You're going to get... <laughs> That's hilarious. You'd actually get offended by someone cutting their meat the wrong way. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, come up with the best example, but yeah, I, w- I would be absurd. offended. I do find it uh, somewhat offensive when people are out in public and chew with their mouths open. 
There you go. So if Mark had a restaurant, he'd have very high standards on certain levels. And, right. And, and you know, if a restaurant owner wants to set rules, and that's fine. If it's a uh, restaurant of high decorum and you have sure. to, uh, you know, you have to do certain things in order to eat there, then that's their business. And if they don't want to allow breastfeeding in their restaurant or they only want to allow it in the bathroom, then they're going to be punished by the marketplace in that those mothers that do want to breastfeed at dinner time will just not go to that restaurant. They'll go somewhere else where they're more wanted. Um, I was more concerned with the public issue, with the issue of you know seeing some seeing this go on in a park, for instance, and being offended by it and people that want to pass laws against it. So, Kathy, you're, you're pretty much with me. You don't think it's an offensive thing at all. It's uh, it's a totally natural process, even if it is, you know, just a breast hanging out of a shirt or something like that. Right. Well, I, I breastfed all four of my kids, and I never had any problems with breastfeeding in public because I was very discreet about it, like Mark says. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I've known some women who have been, you know, threatened with obscenity charges for breastfeeding in public. My goodness. And by public, I mean, you know, at a park or outside or whatever. Right. The you idea know, that my... that could be considered obscene is outrageous to me. Well, it's an interesting, Kathy, too, uh, because we can talk about this on two levels. Obviously, uh, on I think on many talk radio programs, they'll only talk about it on the one level. Do you think this should be allowed in public or not allowed in public? Is it disgusting or is it a natural thing? And yet we can talk about the other level of this, which is... What is what is more upsetting, the the fact that someone might be breastfeeding or the fact that someone might be taking somebody's tax money and mixing it into this system where the debate occurs? Wouldn't it be better to get rid of the system that causes this type of contentious debate and put it into private hands where people can make their own decisions with their own money? Oh, I, I don't think it should be a matter of the government at all. I mean, if, if I go somewhere and the business owner or, or whoever owns the property says we don't want that here... I go and take my business somewhere else. It's Damn not right. that big of a deal. Great call, Kathy. Thanks for making it. 800-259-9231. That's the way it should be. Let private property owners decide for themselves so prudes like Mark can have their little uh, special areas where they won't see any breasts or babies suckling on them. And Ian can chew with his mouth open any place he wants. <laughs> <laughs> this is your show. It is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up almost anything. 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. You take control of the airwaves. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier, like over 380 of our listeners have decided to do at amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You send in three bucks a month. It's completely voluntary. You know, we give away, give away all of our features. So it's above and beyond all that. Three bucks a month, and we pull it together. We t- uh, we take it out and uh, put it towards promoting Free Talk Live to getting the show on more radio stations around the country and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide and as fast as possible. You get some perks, too, like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, and forum. All the details are there at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Now then, on this uh, breastfeeding issue... We've already sort of covered all the bases on it, but Gardner, you've got a pretty outrageous story. In, uh, like, yeah. looking, this, well, this is going this to now be a federal issue. Yeah, that's it. You, know, you picked the phrasing perfectly. You're going to make a federal issue out of it? Well, yes, actually, guess what they're trying to. And this is the thing that... This is the worst idea ever. Yeah, and it, it just it's a perfect example of what we're talking about. This is where economics, free market economics, 
and the U.S. Constitution come together and they support each other and contemporary postmodern, uh, postmodernist politics try to tear this stuff asunder. Here's the story out of Newsweek, the wonderful True Magazine. Newsweek, what a joke. But you can take it for what it's worth. They had this article on breastfeeding a couple weeks ago, and it said that much of the problem seems to be that Americans associate breasts with sex, not milk, and as a result, feel squeamish about public nursing. They have this whole thing about the sentiment And I agree with that. That it. is a problem. Right. And so they're talking about, and again, they don't define what is public and what is not public. Right. Why? Because the 1964 Civil Rights Act blurred the lines. And here is the, the nut of the whole thing. Out of concern that not enough women are breastfeeding, a growing number of states are passing protective laws and policies. Today, 38 states give women give women the explicit right. And there's some interesting phrasing. They right. give women the explicit right. Sorry, to, you can't grant people rights. That's, uh, you you have rights by birth, and it, then the government takes them away. Clueless, clueless. Uh, they today, 38 states give women the explicit right to nurse in public. They don't define what that is. And 23 states exempt it from public indecency laws. Okay. 12 states have, a, have laws addressing women's right to use a pump to express milk at work. Ah, now we're starting to get into it. So states actually, 12 states actually have laws that force businesses to have to do something special for women who want to pump their breasts at work. And what's the reason for that? Is it because they'll start leaking? Why, why do you want to do painful that? Painful for women. And, well, you have to do it at the right times. Like yeah, you know they get they the hormones go crazy. So the kids, they, not, the kids, not there. It's just that the, no. it's time to right. um, the women pump is, some yeah, milk. Becomes out. very uncomfortable for gotcha. women. Yeah. So, uh, um, so then it says uh, yes. And the governors of New Mexico and Oregon recently signed similar legislation, which gives moms unpaid lactation breaks and a clean and private area to pump not just a bathroom stall so now they have to redo their their offices in new mexico and oregon uh, and by the way new mexico bill richardson huh, um you know running for president well, i can see where we're going if he gets in office and oregon which is like you know another s- small soviet nowadays um they they've signed this thing they get unpaid lactation breaks so these guys have to give them breaks. So the fact that they're unpaid, big deal. And they have to rework their offices. And here's the key. And this is why when you hear these reports like ABC, you know something's up. Because Hold on on the federal thing. Hold the federal thing for yeah. a moment. Because I want to address this issue of granting uh, mothers special privileges by government uh, edict yeah. at, at the workplace. We see a lot of that sort of thing going on over in Europe, for instance. If you uh, get pregnant and you've got a job in Europe and uh, then all of a sudden you get six months off. I mean, I'm just pulling numbers out. I don't know what the exact rules are. I'm sure they differ by country. close to it in the United States. You get, what is it, six six weeks unpaid leave or six weeks paid leave, I think, is something like that. Is that the case here? Yeah, yeah. They they passed it during the Clinton administration. They have have things now that force hospitals to have to keep women. Insurance companies have to pay for women who get mastectomies to stay in the hospitals up to X number of days after they have the surgery. You know, the mentality is law. the mentality that the government's promoting here is that you have a right to have a baby and 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 essentially and lord that over all of your business dealings that you know you've got this agreement with your employer but now all of a sudden we're going to come here and the government's going to step in and say whoa now that she's pregnant she's got all these extra privileges she's got all these extra rights <laughs> she's going to get paid to go sit at home and do no work and then she's going to be guaranteed to have her job back when and, she comes back into the workforce 
sentimentality behind that is so difficult to fight because you get the Hillary Clintons who are out there, and now suddenly Hillary Clinton is just, you know, the greatest mom in yeah, the world. Yeah, what do you hate, mothers? Whatever. Do you hate babies? Yeah, exactly. You can't stop this because you're seen as being cold towards women and childbirth and the very essence of what makes makes us America. And you know, it encourages mothers who maybe shouldn't be having kids at that point in their lives to actually go ahead and have them, whereas if there were economic pressures on them, like, you know, sweetie, you're going to be out of work for six months if you go through with having this baby. Normally, there would be all these economic factors that they would have else, to look yeah. at, but now with all these laws in place, hey, knock her up. Who cares? Right. She'll get benefits. My wife and I are expecting to have a, a child in the relative near, near future. We're, we're trying to. Mm-hmm. And... um. I wouldn't expect for a moment for her employer to uh, do anything as far as her having. Well, you don't have the entitlement mentality, but that's what this—that's what laws like this go to promote. They promote the entitlement mentality for uh, for mothers, and this is just you know the tip of the iceberg for the entitlement mentality. It's a wonderful example of it, and and I'll get to you ready now. Go for the federal thing. Here it is, man. It's getting Uh, worse. You got it. In May, U.S. Representative Carolyn Maloney reintroduced her, and here's the title. Breastfeeding Promotion Act, which would amend, and guess what it would amend? Here it is, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Just like I said, the public accommodations portion of this is really detrimental to private property. It would amend the 64 Civil Rights Act to protect, in quotes, breastfeeding and to provide a tax incentive to businesses that establish lactation areas. (laughs) I mean, wow. how this is just a. Do, does she have enough time on her hands or not? I well, mean, can Carolyn not. Maloney find something else to do? Woodworking, something, <laughs> anything, painting. What Go would away. this lactation area consist of? I don't know what the lactation area would consist of because Newsweek doesn't describe it that well. It they're sounds, just a national magazine. Right. I mean, it sounds know. like they're going to put OSHA in charge of you know d- setting out the rules and requirements for what consists of a lactation area. Yeah. It doesn't have to be its own separate you, private room can, with cleaned uh, every hour. I mean, well, what are the requirements going to be? I, I'm thinking about this. Mark, we were down in Vegas. I was thinking about this. All the waitresses, all the, all the waitresses were obviously, the wait staff were obviously female walking around on the floors. A lot of it. In short skirts. And then behind the bars, they were mostly male. I'm thinking to myself, if I'm running this casino... Is it that is it that way because I know I'm going to get hit with some sort of federal lawsuit if I don't have enough men behind the bar to balance out the women who are on the floor with the short skirts and the high heels who look really hot and get really good tips and probably enjoy their jobs greatly? You know, it, it, as opposed to having 100 yeah, percent female. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Am I? You know, am, are these guys in any way being influenced in their hiring policies because they're afraid? And this is a great example. Can you imagine trying to open up a business now, uh, a sub shop, a soup place, whatever, and you've got these employees, and you've got Representative Carolyn Maloney doesn't even live near you, doesn't know what you're going through, right. never invested in your your business, doesn't know your your cost and overhead or what you're hoping to do with your money, and she's like this invisible face over you, like in Time Bandits, like bring me the map, you know. Like, 
going after you saying you've got to put this over here for for expectant mothers or lactating it's just insane now so they're doing tax credits so it's not mandatory yet right no what it is, wouldn't, it's not well this what is this bill mandate does it mandate anything the yet? mandate would be that you would they would and this is sort and of ambiguous it would amend the Civil Rights Act of 64 to protect breastfeeding. In other words, what it would do is probably require all businesses to allow it. Maybe. Or maybe require the governments to not uh, charge them with a decency. It's hard to say. Again, it's very vague. Yeah, we yeah, don't know. But, but, but one thing's for damn sure, the federal government needs to keep their hands off of your breasts and off of your business. Right. But I have to say, my suspicion is very great because if it's in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, it's probably in the public accommodations portion where she's going to throw in the amendment. Probably. And that has to do with coercing private, private property, Ugh. private business owners. Just a mess. Yeah. It's just awful. There you go. So, and it's and it's weird too because you can talk about this issue of breastfeeding and it's it's sort of an interesting thing. Do you like it? Do you not like it? And then she injects herself in the issue. It's like, get out, Carolyn. We can right. deal with it ourselves in our own private lives. Absolutely, we can handle this privately. We don't need the government involved. You're damn right. But unfortunately, the government continues to stick its dirty nose in places it doesn't belong. And it just keeps getting worse. How far are we away from a federal smoking uh, regulation? I mean, with all this, you know, a good amount of the states have passed them. Usually the feds are right behind that. I mean, that's just another area where they're intruding in our businesses and private property. Hour three's coming up. You take control. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour number three. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And guard. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site, we give them away. So enjoy those on us. That again, freetalklive.com. Phones are loaded up. Let's go right to the phone calls and talk first to Eric in Michigan. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Eric after the town selected me, so I figured I'd give you a call. Congratulations. You sound as you did before. What's <laughs> on your mind tonight? Uh, the insurgency in Iraq and the surge particularly. Okay. What about well, it? Well, there's a surge going on right now, as we all know, and it's claimed that it's going to be you know, the saving grace for Iraq and everything's <laughs> just going to be peachy after this. Sure. Well, it will. It's not like it's new at this point. It's, um, I, I think these, it's been six months since he's announced it. Isn't that correct? So the surge yeah, is it, still it, it going on. Yeah, it began a long time ago. They just finished it now. Oh, I see. And, uh, you How'd know, they it just go? finished adding all the troops. Yeah, they want more, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, they must surge again. Yeah. We've had these true bubbles before, and it hasn't done a thing. But I just wanted to mention that Mao said exactly what was going to happen, uh, you know, uh, what was it, 40, uh, 60 years ago. And Mao, wait, wait, not, not a great, uh, Mao's not a great politician, but he is a great military strategist. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we've seen, this has been, you know, heralded by all the Republican politicians, that violence has gone, uh, gone down in Baghdad. And it's obvious what happened. Mao says, the enemy advances, we retreat. The enemy camps, we, we harass. The enemy tires, we attack. The enemy retreats, we pursue. So essentially what he's saying is when they attack, we disperse. And then right. once they're settled in, once they think, okay, it's cool, then they start attacking. But deaths are up um, in Iraq right now. But uh, not in Baghdad. That's the thing. They I moved see. out of Baghdad just like they always right. do. Big deal. Exactly. As soon as the surge came in, they moved into the countryside. And, uh, you know, they're attacking there now. And as soon as they settle in, you know, once the, uh, once the surge is all said and done, all the politicians have said that it worked. They'll start attacking again. Deaths will come back up. And there you go. We're uh, exactly where we were before. Yeah. The other thing Mal was right about um, is uh, probably one of my favorite quotes is uh, all political power grows from the barrel of a gun. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, what else did I want to mention? 
Anything else? Eric? No, that's all I can remember. Thanks, one Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, Appreciate James, it. Sir. Interesting. That's you know, it's it's they they have no chance. Uh, the U.S. military does not have a chance in Iraq, um, simply because of the principles. I mean, Mao understood apparently some of it. Obviously, he didn't really understand how it applied politically in his own country, um, as far as pol- politics is concerned. But uh, decentralization versus centralization—that's what the issue is. Yeah. The, yeah. the issue is decent, a decentralized group of fighters will win over a centralized group of, of fighters. A central command and control top-down military structure will lose every single time to the decentralized, cell-structured, cells to completely structureless, virtually uh, insurgent-style attacks. They mm. just they, you, mm. there's no one in charge. Each individual uh, meets up with other individuals, and they decide on their own what to do. They're passionately motivated for, you know, whatever sick, weird cause they've got going. Uh, They're passionately motivated uh, to destroy our troops. And you know what? They don't need central leadership. They don't need a command structure. And the troops don't have that same passion. I'm sure some of the troops are passionately, uh, you know, patriotic and they're nationalistic, of course, what they really are. Mm -hmm. But that's not not the same thing. You know, the troops aren't having their friends, and well, I guess some of their friends are getting killed, but they're not having their family members blown up in front of them. They're not coming home to uh, destroyed houses uh, or well, anything they, like yeah, that. They don't have the same motivation. It's not on their land. I mean, it's been shown time and again that uh, when when it comes to territories among animals, smaller uh, smaller animals, usually the same species when it's about territory, smaller animals can uh, defeat larger animals, more uh, bigger animals, on their territory because it's their territory. Home turf. Uh, yeah. Who cares when uh, they're blowing up uh, somebody else's house? But when this is my neighborhood and they just mm-hmm. blew up my neighbor's house, that's a big deal. Game on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we're just going to see the same old crap. Uh, more American troops dying because the politicians can't admit they were wrong. They just they, George Bush and his cronies, they refuse to admit mistakes, just like all politicians. They, they, they all have common threats. Yeah. And one thing is that they're always right. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at... Uh, it's interesting. I wasn't a big fan of John Kerry's in any way. In fact, I think he's pretty much a despicable cad. But uh, one of the criticisms that he leveled against Bush was was on the money. Uh, when they pulled troops out of Afghanistan to put them into Iraq, uh, they really dissolved a lot of the strength that we had in trying to get bin Laden. And um, my friend Sean Naylor, who writes for the Army Times, he has a book called Not a Good Day to Die. He was there in Tora Bora. Uh, and uh, what one of the things that he notes is that they were mixing forces because they didn't have sufficient troop strength on any of the particular forces. So they were mixing special forces with Navy SEALs, which is not they're something not that's that, supposed right? to happen. Exactly. Right. Totally different training paradigms. And besides, but, but they're right. They're right about it, Gardner. Yeah. They're, they're right because they're in charge, and they don't have to suffer any of the consequences. So it's easy to be right when you don't actually feel any, or to think you're always right, when you don't actually feel any of the consequences yeah, it's really, of your it's actions. Yeah. All right, 800-259-9231. So that's a quagmire, and we're all paying for it, and it's billions of, of, upon hundreds of billions of dollars, and it doesn't look like it's going to be over any time soon, unfortunately. But it uh, should be interesting to see how that affects the 2008 campaigns with only a real few principled anti-war candidates in the race. Oh, I think Ron Paul may be the only true anti-war candidate. I get the vibe from some of these so-called anti-war Democrats that they're only anti-this war. They're not anti-war in general. Yeah, right. right. They talk about how bad this war is and, and that kind of thing. And it is a bad war. Absolutely and I think Ron true. Paul would clarify that he's in favor of defensive. I mean, if if war comes to us, then he wants you know, then he would want to go ahead right, with, and right. have the war. He looks at 
constitutionally justified wars, right. not right. these other. I can't wait. I mean, this is the scenario that I. This is the reason I donate money to the Ron Paul campaign is because I can't wait for the possibility that Ron Paul could be the Republican nominee who voted against the war, and Hillary Clinton could be the, the Democrat that voted for it. That, wow. that voted for it. Yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be Wouldn't really it be great? Cool. Well, yeah. Stranger things fun. have occurred. Let's go to the phones and to the amplifier line. It's Paul in Maryland. You're on Free Talk Live, Paul. Hey, guys. How you doing? Great. Hey, so, hey um, I got, uh, I've been listening to your show the last few days, and you've been calling out to the American public asking for somebody to call in and justify a contractual obligation to pay income taxes, correct? Yes. How is the obligation to pay taxes created? Okay. I'm going to give you some food for thought. You ready for okay, this? Okay. Please. Okay. Um, I've been trying to debate on how to tell you this. Uh, do you have a Social Security number? I do. Okay. Um, if you, and I don't want to get into semantics, but if you go into the, the Internal Revenue Code, there's only one withholding provision in the Internal Revenue Code, and that is under the section, <clears throat> excuse me, under the section of employment taxes. There is no withholding provision for any type of tax under the income tax section. Okay. So if you have a Social Security number, and everybody knows, everybody should know, an application for Social Security, the word application in itself is voluntary. Mm-hmm. That's true, but I didn't apply. I know you didn't. Your parents probably did for you, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, that did you get that that number and that application filled out for you when you were under the legal of age of eighteen? Yes, I did. Well, then that contract is null and void. Exactly right. That's I don't pay social security. Okay. However, that is the contractual obligation. That's so it. all of the contracts are null and void, except for the ones that people entered into on a voluntary adult basis, which are very, very few Americans. Very few Americans, when they turn out te- uh, turn 18, go out and get themselves a Social Security number. And even number, if they right. do go get a Social Security number because they need to, that doesn't uh, mean that they had any idea whatsoever, or it was printed on any material that they would have to pay income tax as a result of getting that Social Security number. But, but that's, that's the fraud. This is the fraud that's taking place. The mm-hmm. taxes that are being withheld from people's pay, first of all, they got to understand that they are the ones giving permission to the employer to withhold to begin with. That's, that's the W-4. That's true. That makes sense. Okay? And then they're signing it. See, that's the voluntary consent. Mm-hmm. Then the second thing, the, the second thing is, is that um, I have friends who work for the Social Security Administration. There is a form to opt out. And the Social Security Administration will deny it exists, and they and they will not give it to you. However, I have friends back that got them back in the, in the early 80s, and they have opt out. They don't have a Social Security number anymore. However, when they go to get you know like credit cards and stuff like that, they can get credit cards without Social Security number. I bought my house, I bought my cars, I bought my, I got credit cards without Social Security numbers. How in the hell did you buy a house without a Social Security number? I mean, without did you have all cash or something? No, yeah, I just private money. I, Without naming the financial institution, you just go and, and you, you just give them a statement of citizenship. See, people don't understand that we are not – you can go right to the Social Security Administration website, and it says that you don't have to have one. It says the word voluntary We've seen We've seen an, a uh, letter from the Social Security Administrator stating that. So there's no doubt – we don't have any doubt on Free Talk Live that it's a completely and, and, voluntary and, and, system. And if you, if, you don't, if you don't have a credit card and you just want to put this to the theory, get a Discover credit card. Discover will not ask you for a social security number. Hmm. I find that shocking and hard to believe, but uh, very but that, that's interesting. That's your contractual obligation, social security. Right, and I am not contracted because my parents did it for me, and I don't work a job now, so I have no contracts. Exactly, but that, that's what they're going by. Very good. Paul, thanks for that. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. It's just a big scam. The whole thing, this whole government thing, huge scam on you. It's Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live, your show. You bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line for you. 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go on the features on the site we give away, including the live streams. There's a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both waiting for you for free at freetalklive.com. The Republican Liberty Caucus welcomes new members in the pursuit of individual rights, limited government, and free enterprise principles, all within the GOP. Visit rlc.org and click Join Us Today. We'll find liberty together. That's rlc.org. As we go to the phones to the fun, let's talk to, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right, but Themy in Pennsylvania? Themy. Yeah. You're on the air. What's Hi. on your mind? How are you? Great. What's up? Good. Uh, I just wanted to... Uh throw a shout out for uh, no shout outs no shout outs mm-hmm. well, no you've got to talk about something uh, important ron paul is very important well we like ron paul we know that much but do you have something to actually discuss uh i uh no i don't it's all right thanks for the call for one conversation 800-259-9231 <laughs> that's just that's been a, a hard and fast rule from the very beginning of free talk live you sure we're fast with it no shout outs yep no shout outs um, this is not a top 40 music station you know that's um, where shout outs belong right. I, I, I went to say hi to my boys and say hi to, to maybe Christy. the definition of a shout out in this case is a little uh, blurry yeah I would yeah, say yeah. so too yeah, mm-hmm. uh, speaking of Ron Paul I thought it was interesting that he uh, he had won the New Hampshire straw poll he uh, came in uh, second in the Georgia straw poll yeah he's uh, winning all kinds of online polls uh, across the nation. Didn't he win the Iowa straw poll? Or no, they haven't had that yet. That was the Iowa thing where he went and had a thousand people turn out, and the Republican thing only had 600 people. Right, at the the Republican debate in Iowa where he was excluded, there were 600, quote-unquote, supporters um, at the debate, and he had a thousand people at his... He he went there just because he was excluded. He went there and had his own... In the same hotel, he had his own little speech and everything. They had a thousand people at his, uh, his speech. Awesome. Ron Paul has a very, very good chance. Of course, um, he's millions of dollars behind uh, Giuliani as far as uh, fundraising, and that's going to be a big problem here but um, come third quarter. So people need to uh, open wa- their wallets as... like when they open their mouths. Well, I understand that you're concerned, Mark, but I don't really see it as being as big of a problem because you know that when it comes to these big ca- these big government candidates mm-hmm. that they've got a whole lot of money and everything but yeah, Hillary's also, got twice uh, what Giuliani has also yeah. a lot of that money's going to go to their politically connected friends who own advertising businesses and that sort of you know they're they're not going to be the most um, spendthrift Frugal. about yeah. about spend, spending it and so Ron Paul on the other hand I Get, get the feeling he's a pretty frugal dude. Um, so I think you're going to see Ron Paul's $2 million go a lot further really? yeah. than anybody else. If that same money was in the other guy's hands, I think they wouldn't be uh, be able to spend I it I hate well. to compare the two two men, but um, uh, it's a lot like the uh, Pat Buchanan factor, I, I'm sure, with the, that really dedicated core group in, in Buchanan's case of you know sort of evangelical Christians and uh, sort of... Uh, isolationists. Isolationists, too. yeah. In this case, Ron Paul has a lot of the libertarians, a lot of the people who are just anti-war, because he's really been picking up a lot of people because of this mm-hmm. war message. And I think you're right. He's going to get a lot more mileage from his money. And it, it's great to see the very fact that he is starting to get reports, as they indicated, what was it, last weekend, where Ron Paul has more money than John McCain does. Mm-hmm. McCain's, McCain's going down the tubes. McCain's practically out of it at this oh, point. Uh, supposedly supposedly his uh, his entire press corps uh, left yeah, this morning. Yeah, they had more defections, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so I mean, <laughs> at this point, he is just about gone. Right, right. 
So that's good. He's already in the red too. Yeah, but you know, you know what's funny, guys, is is talking about these races. Uh, again, you know, I compare it to typical talk radio things. It's it's just horse race calling. You know, it's like who's coming around the bend? They have right. four million dollars. But in this case, there is substance behind this. And what you, what you try to discuss is, well, look, you know, Ron Paul stands for this, and he is solidly for the Constitution. He is solidly for free markets. He's for a gold standard. He's for this, this, and this. And this is why people support him. It's not, well, right. Giuliani's from New York, and he has a number of supporters, and, oh, well, he looked good, and, and he sounds strong. Yeah, that you seems know, so strange to me that yeah. um, the people from the same state want to vote for him. Why is that? I mean, I guess... It's the, same, it's the same sports team mentality. It's like, go Buccaneers! I live in Florida! I don't know any of you guys, but I, you're my <laughs> I team! I do like red and pewter! Um, <laughs> do, do they, I mean, are they hoping that because, you know, that's uh, that's the home state that he will uh, then do a little something extra as president, bring a little I, something I, home. I just think it's that mindless mentality of, uh, oh, he's from my state. He must be a good guy. Mm. Could be. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, silly. I think you're right. Let's continue yeah. with the calls. Ladies first. Paula in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, Paula. I just called to let y'all know I called the reps, a lot of them today in Washington, and I told them if they don't start doing what the people of this country want done, I said we will have every one of you taken out of office on both sides. Oh, Pashaw, Paula, you can talk big, but they know that's not going to happen. They've got taxpayer-supported direct mail. Well, all of a sudden, it just came across the screen. They said they're going to have an all-night session tomorrow night over Iraq. Excellent. You You got them moving, Paula. (laughs) <laughs> well, honey, the people have got to call up there I, and bombard this place. I would agree with you. Well, I don't I think mean, it, we, it's ca- a, we can't have a let up. It's got to continually happen. That much I agree with Paula on. As far as downsizedc.org, they've been doing a good job of getting people to contact their representatives. And I feel like if they are deluged with calls, if there are so many phone calls that the uh, you know their aides, their office staff is getting upset, that they're actually taking notice of what you have to say, then that's good. Because normally, if it's just you calling, they don't care what you they don't care what you think. They don't want to hear what you have to say. But if it's a if it's a thousand people calling, then maybe it will make a difference. Yeah. It all builds up, and, and you got to get them when they come back home, too. you got to write letters on the local level and, and embarrass these guys on that's the a good local point. level. It's yeah. a lot of work. And that's, that's where they win, the, win or lose the next re-election. It's an, isn't it, right. it's a real shame that it's, it's that much work to stop the government from doing things it wasn't even designed to do in the first place. The amount of time my mom spends reading the local paper to find out what the stupid local school board is doing or the the town administrators are doing on the local level, and then she's got to read something else to find out what they're doing on the national level. How many hours a day do you have to spend trying to defend yourself against the government that was designed to defend you? This Paula. is why maybe government isn't a good idea. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. I agree with you, of course, Card. It drives me up the wall. I listen when I wake up in the mornings. I listen to the local talk uh, talk show yeah. host on the air here in, in Keene. And more often than not, I swear to you, you know, there are plenty of topics to talk about in talk radio, right? But since sure. this is local talk radio, then they, you know, they tend to lean towards the more localized yeah, topics, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the two, I would say, the two most popular local topics are. The roads and education, and all they do is they argue and and uh, and about you know where what roads should be fixed where and what's the problem with this repair and what's going on here and they'll have the guy who's the the road bureaucrat on to talk to him about the roads and where are the detours and the, the roads and blood roads 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 and then there's the education which is even more frequently heard than, than even the more roads convoluted issue. Right, and, yes it's right. even more convoluted yeah. and then they you know they start talking about teacher salaries and unions and uh, benefits packages and who should get this and who should get out and vote you got to do 
this and the rid of the school board and you know I called in and I said you don't have to go to uh, you, we don't argue over what the Walmart employees make. I was just I'm so glad perfect. We don't awesome. argue over what the compensation right. plan at the car dealership is right. or even the private school teachers what they make. Right. The, the, look at all of the time and energy you're spending bickering over all of these micromanaging uh, details of this government school system. And the schools are the biggest budget, um, b- biggest portion of the budget of anything out there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it's just insane. I say, you know, look, put it in the marketplace's hands and we won't have to talk about this crap anymore because nobody understands it. 800-259-9231. You can take control of the airwaves. we got Carl in Montreal. We'll take your calls about whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up whatever you want. The toll-free number for you, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features on the site are totally free. Uh, so do enjoy those on us. Get signed up for the updates. We'll clue you in whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. You'll know first if you're on the updates list at updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update today announcing uh, that I had been on a couple of radio shows within the past week and have posted both of those archives online. So uh, I'm always making myself available for interviews because why not? So spent a couple hours on a couple different shows, and you can download them right there at freetalklive.com. But you would have known first if you were on the updates list. So, uh, 800-259-9231. Let's continue with the phone calls and talk to Carl in Montreal. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Carl. Hey, what's going on? Good mind. Well, uh, something came up to my attention today. I was talking to one of my friends um, about uh, Cindy Sheehan's runs for office to take Nancy Pelosi's seat if she don't uh, bring impeachment proceedings against Bush and Cheney. Mm -hmm. Okay. And a few of my friends think that maybe she should run for president. I mean, I'm a Ron Paul supporter, but... You know, maybe she'd have backing. Oh, I think, it, I think anybody who uh, is interested in getting the job should run for president. Um, you know, at that point, I'd want to pick apart her uh, her platforms. But, uh, you know, sure, get in the mix. The more the merrier. Sure. Get, some, get some press. Yeah, absolutely. Carl, any other thoughts? Um, not really, not today. Thanks so. for the call, man. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. In fact, isn't it really, really easy to run for president in New Hampshire? Isn't it? It's like my the, understanding. Don't that they have like a hundred people that are running in the primary or something yeah. like that? that yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Because it won't do you any good. I mean, I guess, why do, I don't know why they even bother. Do they really think they've got a chance? What's What's the motivation there? Maybe somebody likes the idea, the feeling that they get when they see tell people. Name? I'm I'm running for president. I see. Yeah, there was one guy who was actually in jail and he was still running for president. Now he's out and he's running again. Well, shoot, Lyndon Larouche was had, had yeah, done that true. for years. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that guy's can't talk Nuts. about him. Yeah. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Mark, let's jump into the email box here. You had one about immigration. That's right, and um, this one comes from Pat from uh, Idaho. Now I think that Pat from Idaho may very well be. Trish from Idaho, because I, you know, Pat is short for short for Patricia. Patricia. Just thinking, um, you know, this is gal that now, was. Trish on. was the woman that said that she believes that immigrants are coming here and killing, slaughtering dogs, stealing dogs from you while you walk on the street and uh, and eating them, murdering, raping, leprosidic dog eating right. Mexicans. Yeah, you've right. got it down. Yeah, I I think it's great. Wow. 
So uh, yeah, she's yeah. just a, just a sick she bigot. accused all those things in one phone call. Holy mackerel! Good stuff. Okay, so um, Pat says you don't get it, Mark. It has nothing. I'm gonna I'm making noises for the uh, caps here. Nothing to do with hate, and everything to do with preserving our sovereign country. You may not give a damn about the ground you walk on and call home, but millions of people who see what is happening are gravely affected by illegal immigration. They do. It's easy to sit up there in the Gravely northeast. Gravely affected. <laughs> it's easy to sit up there in the northeast part of the nation, distance yourself from the real issues. It's the southern states <laughs> that are suffering most. Of course. Dozens of hospitals have closed. Schools are overwhelmed. Of course, dozens of hospitals have closed. Is that um, as a result of illegal immigration? Uh, that's what she's alleging. Uh, that, that's the that's the allegation. Absolutely. Schools are overwhelmed with an overloaded student capacity. That is a government school problem. Yep. Not an immigration problem. Mm-hmm. And the hospital problem is a government problem too. Absolutely. The government's all in that business. Yeah. Yep. And with many who do not speak English, law enforcement oh, and prison no. law enforcement and prisons are overburdened. Well, if we just made immigration legal like it should be, then they wouldn't be have so much overload, right? Yep. Right. Um, prisons wouldn't be so over, overburdened with people who are just being put in there for. Walking for wanting to be free, wanting to war on drugs, wanting to make money for their families. How about yep. drugs? Yep. Let's yep. legalize drugs. Prisons will be empty. It's turned into a hell hole. I assume she's talking about America. Not she's the about final the south. Yeah. song. Yeah, the South. <laughs> just, just like the hell hole these illegals are running away from, and they brought it here to our communities, our hospitals. How dare they? They should stay in their hell hole. In our neighborhoods, and you and Ian are laughing. What the hell is wrong with you? Um, now hold on. Before we can go just a little farther. Is there here. more? Let's. Oh, there's so much more. Oh my. Um, the when we're talking about hell holes and immigrants coming from hell holes, immigrants have been coming from hell holes to this country for years. Your ancestors, all of them, right. except the Native Americans. That was the idea: is to get out of your hell hole, come here. Absolutely, yeah. that's what it is. And and you know, br- bring the desire to be free, the desire to work hard, and um, you know, pursue the American dream. Bring this- it. This woman believes that they don't have those desires. She believes they're all a bunch of criminals. She right. believes they're Raping, all leprositic, welfare um, queens, and it's just not the case. Mm-hmm. I mean, not from the ones that I've known, not from the ones we've spoken to, not from the people that we know that know, uh, know immigrants. The, the, I think the people, people like Pat are just a bunch of scaredy cats. They just, you know, like when she called in, she said, she said to us, you know who they are. You can tell who they are when you see them at the wow. gas station. Right. Man. She she like, can tell a carload of Mexicans from a legal immigrant at the gas station. Right. Oh, come just by on. the way they dress, you can tell how they. I mean, it's just insanity. And really, she's just a scared little woman who believes that uh, you know she's read too many forwarded emails on the internet. She's read too much hate uh, hate propaganda. Right. If you're uh, getting your information about illegal immigrants from forwarded emails. You're making a mistake. Oh, yeah, that's great. You know, I have to say, and this is no criticism of my aunt and uncle in Massachusetts, but they, they forward uh, stuff to my brother and me <laughs> all the time. And they're these emails that take up like 80 megabytes. They're huge And they just run emails. on and on and yeah, on. Yeah, and they're giant. When I got one just the other day, and it was must a must-read with like seven Ds after it. <laughs> it was just crazy. You can like, tell that someone doesn't know a damn thing about forwarding emails when you read the forwarded email, and there's like 20... 25 headers yes. in the beginning before you actually... Rid of them. Before yeah, you, you got to go yeah. way down. And this one, yeah, there were enough Ds on this thing to make Thanks, you you know, care, Jolly Parton jealous. You cared, so much, you, you cared so much about me that you didn't take the time to edit out the headers before yeah. you sent me this email. Yeah, me and everybody else on your list. And you know, yeah. what, you know what this was? It was Newt Gingrich's statement about 
how we've got to start looking towards the future about the First Amendment. Oh, the one where he wants to restrict freedom yeah, of speech? Yeah, and I don't want to draw In the name of fighting course. terror? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, 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 you know, it's the one I had the sound bites of, of right. that I, stuff. Oh, yeah. I yeah. remember that. And, and it's just unbelievable that these guys come up with this stuff, and, and yet so many conservatives buy into... I thought conservatives were the ones... See, they've got them between the horns of a dilemma. See, what happens is the, the people that they worry about, the one-worlders... They they don't want the one worlders to create Canamera Mexico or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, the you North know? American so they Union. They want to have our borders. Aztlan. And at the same time, they don't want a police state. Well, I'm sorry. Can't but have it both ways. You can't exactly. Right. You cannot have it both ways. You can't say we want to keep those brown skinned people because I can tell when I see them. I can tell if you know their accent is a little too thick. Ah. They're illegal versus legal. Right. Uh-huh. At this point, we have laws against um, a- aliens coming, illegal aliens coming into the country. There's 20 million of them here. Right. Our laws are failing. So we have to either A, step it up, or B, get rid of stupid laws. Yeah, and again... And re- stepping it up means... Uh, no, no, no knock raids. On, no knock raids on your house looking business, for illegal. Your business, yeah, you got all it. kinds of rules for for your business um, to be run by. I'm talking about a full time immigration specialist who decides whether or not your employees are eligible for employment. Yeah. Um, I'm talking about uh, uh, random roadside checkpoints. We're already, already doing that. Absolutely. Already doing that. And this is where you would think conservatives. And this is, I think, a very major problem where they do not understand the fundamental tie between free market economics. And freedom, because these people can't systematically look at the larger the area of control, the bigger the system, the more open it is and rife it is for error and mistake and misuse. The smaller the area of control, the closer it is to the problems, the system works more efficiently, which is why the founders left immigration to the states, which is why free market economics works better than statist economics, because decisions are made by the people close to the problems. And you would think that conservatives would understand this and start to recognize that they're being pushed into a situation where they are accepting a top-down system of a police state because they're not even thinking critically either because if you look at the language that they use like this woman pat or trish or whatever her name is she's very emotional they're very emotionally right they're very emotionally wrapped up in this because they've been told things like your culture is at stake your country is at stake your freedom is at stake you can definitely sell culture to somebody who would call themselves a conservative quote unquote Mm -hmm. i mean because that's the sort of thing that you know culture is something it's something that's gone on for a period of time it has continuity and they've been told since day one in their little conservative teachings that that the government's there to protect their life and liberty and so they believe they've been told that the immigrants are threatening their lives and their liberty and so and naturally they're looking to the state to solve the problem when the state created the problem more on the way it's free talk live This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. Only moments remain, but just enough time for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. That's 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Guard. And Mark. You can join us online. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. All the features, we give them away. Uh, Though we do ask you voluntarily support the show by shopping with us at store.freetalklive.com. We've got all kinds of neat products, and they uh, many of them have our Free Talk Live logo on them. Great uh, clothing lines. Uh, we've got DVD classic archive collector sets. We've even got a, a free marketeer flag. It's, a, it's an original logo created by our graphics guy and the store manager, Johnson. That's original. We created that. That is fantastic. Uh, so that's now available on a T-shirt as well. So get all that over at store.freetalklive.com. That is store.freetalklive.com. 
com. Uh, we're in the middle of an email from wh- who we believe to be the same lady that called the show. I think it's about a week ago. No, it's now. been a little longer. Maybe two weeks. Um, anyway, she called in and she went off on so-called illegal immigrants, calling them. Run it down, Mark, because you remember it very uh, well. Raping, well. murdering, leprosidic, dog-eating uh, immigrants. Right. Just wow. she just dumped them all into that pot, and uh, so this is a, an email, presumably from that same person. If if it's not, it could be. Um, and uh, she goes on. It's not about hating race. That's a ridiculous accusation made by ignorant morons. That's you and I. <laughs> um, who don't know anything about history or what it took to establish a free way of life. Hold on a second. Let's talk about history and what it took to establish a free way of life. I'm going to step away from the email and say, you know, we don't currently have more immigrants or illegal or otherwise, all immigrants in the country than we have at any one time. We currently have, um, I mean, there's was, there was times in the 50s and the, uh, that, that we had more immigration than we currently do. There was times um, in the early part of the 1900s that we'd have more immigration or more immigrants per capita than we do now. Right. So that's, I mean, it, I don't know that that makes any sense. Oh, Mark, and, you don't know anything about history. And racism was rife <laughs> at those times. I mean, everybody knows about the signs that said um, dogs and Irishmen keep off the grass. Right. I mean, you know, that's, that's what happens to immigrants. Some people don't want them here. My people made it. We're here. Doors shut. Right. That's how people feel. And... You know, I, I understand that there's a lot of Mexicans coming over. Their country stinks. Ours is better. They can make a living here. I don't see any reason why. That's what I would do with my family. So, right. Anyway. And they work for less, which lowers the price of products. This country was so built, on the, back, further. built right. on the backs of immigrants. All right. There's a lot of bad laws, but without securing our borders, we are all in peril. I don't know if you have a family or not. How would you not have a family? But if you do, <laughs> I'd like to think that you gave a damn about what kind of community they live in. We yes, cannot... I want them to live in a free community where there is no uh, police right. enforcement agency uh, raiding businesses, kicking in houses, uh, checking cars, and that sort of thing. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I want freedom. I, I mean, I'm sorry, but when you have SWAT teams and those kind of things uh, busting in doors, there's collateral damage. People get hurt. Yeah, look can... at the war on drugs. It yeah. happens all the time. All they you have to do is listen up. to our archives, or I could go through a litany of people who have been hurt Killed, maimed. Story after story. Right. Yeah. And they had nothing to do with anything the SWAT teams were uh, implementing. Oops, going sorry, wrong address. I do not like our government, and I too believe it needs to be dismantled and reconstructed. But allowing anyone to come in is just suicide. Do you, um, do you she open- doesn't believe that, by the way. Wow. Yeah, she doesn't believe that because you know people that talk that way, that, oh, yeah, I want smaller government. But in the meantime, until we get to small government, we need to have enforcement. That means she wants to grow government in certain areas before she reduces it, which, of mm-hmm. course, that's mm-hmm. never going to happen. If you keep growing government, how the hell are you ever going to reduce it? Get real. More border agents is just more people to, uh, to bribe. This is where a thoughtful analysis of the way government works is really requisite, and yep. they don't get it. Do you have the front door of your home open? Do you oh, open here we to, go again with a damn home analogy. <laughs> do you open it to just anyone on the street? And and by, and, and you know do, they get this from I mean the emails. Anyone? They get this from the emails. You know that, right? They yes. use this awful mm-hmm. home analogy. They're trying to to um to to juxtapose living in a home and the privacy of your home versus the border, which well, you know, travels over public lands, government-owned lands. As an aside, I just have to tell you, I've been doing a lot of research on the FCC. And that was the same sort of analogy that one of the justices used in the 70s, the 1978 ruling over George Carlin's Seven Dirty Words in the Pacifica case. He you said, wouldn't let, well, you, wouldn't you use can't that stop radio waves from entering your home. It's like a home invasion. It's like, oh, uh, i got to buy a radio first and turn it on, pinhead. 
thinks it comes through on your this teeth. This is like an immigration Jeez. cliche at this point. Yes. Oh, it's insane. So do you let your um do you open your home to just anyone? Um if you did just let anyone in, you'd probably wouldn't live long. So why do you think our front yards, our parks or our cities should be any different? Well, your front yard is private property, That's so you can yours. control who comes on that and who doesn't. Parks unfortunately are usually owned by governments. That's a problem. We need to privatize those. Anything that's government-owned probably needs to be privatized. But, uh, again, there's a huge difference between people coming into a free country um, to, to where people who own private property that want them there. I want uh, people to come, uh, friendly people, to come onto my property from yes, other countries. I especially, don't care. Especially ones that are offering to do yard service at below market rates. Come on. Yes, right. please. Continue. Right. Okay. Um, you and Ian seem to be very articulate and intelligent. I'm absolutely amazed at the extent in which you have been mind-controlled. How can we be mind Hold on. How can we be mind-controlled when we're the only people saying this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, have you heard of any radio talk it's show host? It's the NWO any talking, conspiracy. You any talking understand. head getting out of there? Anybody saying that we we want um, you know to do away with never. our INS? By the way, to get rid of never, the rules? this program is brought to you by the Bilderbergers. <laughs> I've never heard that, ever, Mark. Uh, not even on the so-called progressive uh, shows or anything like that. No one's ever calling for that. You both laugh at anyone who has a different point of view. How stupid is that? The no, other... no, no. We laugh at the absurdity of your examples. Uh, we laugh at the uh, the ignorance. And we laugh uh, at the absurdity of ourselves, often, on this show. Sure, that's true. You know what? I want to continue with uh, Trisha's email here, but we got a call rolling got in. two from, little paragraphs. Uh, from KSCO Land out in California. It's Tom. You're on Free Talk Live, Tom. Hello. Hi, I'm one of those uh, big bad conservatives you're talking about, and I just find it hard to believe that you don't understand how hospitals closing is an illegal immigration problem. For what I, I'm not sure that it, I'm not sure that it's true how many um, hospitals have closed because of the just the um, inundation they've had from illegal immigrants. And I would like to say that it's not an issue of illegal immigrants right. using the hospital. It's an, issue. it's an issue of the hospitals being forced to give traumatic care to people by Look, the government. Hospitals you shouldn't can. have to hold on. Hospitals should not have to provide care to anyone that they don't feel can pay. So you'd rather just leave innocent people there bleeding? Dying. Apparently, the apparently, you would you're either leaving, leave them on the border, die. Yeah, let's let's give you a hypothetical. If they had a law, and and by the way, they do have laws that force hospitals to have to give traumatic care to anybody who can't pay. And all of a sudden, we had a flood of American citizens who were going in. They said, hey, you know what? This is a good option. And they were going in, causing the rates to go up on hospitals like crazy. Obviously, the problem is not that they're American or foreign or not. The policy that is inspiring this is the problem. It's the government intervention in the marketplace, and it doesn't matter whether somebody says, well, someone might be bleeding on the carpet. That's not going to happen. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. You will have market mechanisms that inspire lower prices so people can get better care. Right. But and the government getting involved is what shoots all these rates up. Tom, you you say that, that you're a conservative, though, but you actually sound kind of like a liberal, because when we get on the air on Free Talk Live and we talk about, you know, voluntary solutions to social problems like taking care of poor people and people that need help, um, we get chastised by liberals. You don't care about people. You don't want people dying in the streets. How many people running hospitals, how many people in the medical industry do you know of that would just leave somebody there that was bleeding to death? They're going to help that person because they care. They can do it on a voluntary basis with their hospital charity wing. See, hospitals have these things and they'd have more of them if they didn't have all these government mandates uh, just hanging over their heads. Hmm. I, I honestly have to say I love the free market, and if 
as you guys have explained it that way, I have to agree with you. It's Thank all you, about Thomas. free market. We only believe that schools, um, schools should be completely free market, and so therefore they don't have to take in a bunch of illegals that can't pay. Um, we don't believe that hospitals should have to uh, provide services that people can't pay for. The people we, wouldn't be illegal in a free market. And, and, They'd just and, be people. Here's the, really the issue is if there's a bunch of illegals coming over here for the purpose of sucking off of the welfare teat, then the problem is we're putting out milk for stray cats and then streaming about getting stray cats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the problem is take the milk away. Don't try to shoot the cats. Tom, you got time for oh, final I'd thoughts, go sir. For, I'd do both. But. <laughs> If the cats are on your property, you absolutely have the right to shoot at those stray cats. And Tom, Tom, I have to tell you, you know, your point about the illegal immigrants actually hides, uh, I think, which is something which is an essential point, which is we are getting higher costs in health care now. The reason is not just because of illegal immigrants, but the reason is because of government regulations that are on there. If you got the oh, illegal gosh. immigrants out of it, you would still have skyrocketing yep. rocketing costs in health care because the government forces private entities to have to do things they would normally not do in the marketplace. Absolutely the case, Tom. Uh, great call. Thank you for making it. I don't think we have time to finish this email, Mark. No, I, I don't think so. Basically, it's just the other. Uh, it's just the More cliches. Listen, you would learn something if you did, or enjoy your ignorance for now because... It won't last for long. <laughs> As the invading hordes take over your house. They're going What's to come in. in and, they're going to come in and set up camp. <laughs> they're going to get us. Oh gosh. I, I Just, think it's it's great email. <laughs> it's the new red scare. It's the new Red yeah. Scare. It's the new big evil enemy for the government to use uh, as an excuse to get ever more intrusive, ever more invasive in your life, and, of course, more expensive. It's Benny in here with you. And Guard. And Mark. See you tomorrow night. FreeTalkLive.com. DVD. Books. Music. Instruments. Periodicals. Computers. Software. Electronics. Photo. Cell phone. Office product. Home and garden. Bed and bath. Furniture. Kitchen. Pet supply. Automotive. Hardware. Apparel. Shoes. Jewelry. Grocery. Healthcare. Sports and outdoors. Toys. Games. Used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.